hello and welcome to the Fool's Gambit podcast, the podcast where I sit down with your favourite streamers, we speak about their early gaming memories, their entry into streaming, their plans for the future, but most importantly, what they've learnt along the way. For those who don't know, I'm Gambit, I'm a streamer on Twitch myself, all my links are down in the description. I want to thank you so much once again for being here, and without further ado, let's jump right into it. Nice. Hello there. And and welcome to the latest instalments of the of the Fool's Gambit podcast. Now, I'm very excited about the guest today because we have a bit of a unique story in the way that we've kind of um we're still pretty um um we're new friends having met through the um through the powers that be at TikTok. And and it, it's been a whirlwind, but I am I am joined by my very good friend. A cat in a box. Hello, my friend. Are you are you with us? I am. I can't believe you made friends with a cat in a box. Nuts. I know, right? I mean, they warned me about this in school, but then I've kind of, you know, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna break the rules just this one time. I'm more concerned about how um, a cat in a box managed to somehow make an account on the internet. That's <laughs> that's the real spectacle. Honestly, but how it's... are you, my friend? How are things? Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Um, we're we're at. We're early, early on a Sunday morning, and I'm pretty caffeinated, so so life is yes. good. <laughs> Do you want to share with the people what your um, breakfast consists of? Because you told me, but I want to shine a light on the shame that is <laughs> that right now. Well, I, it's pride. It's pride. It's, th- it's mm. thorough pride because I'm pride. I'm going for a hashtag relentless ad. Uh, no, oh, I I'm, see. Not, I'm not. I'm oh, not. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, at half half ten, I thought. Let's uh, let's 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 spice up Sunday and in, inject myself with my whole day's worth of sugar uh, in thirty minutes. So, let's unleash the beast. Wait, wait, is that monster? Is that I, well, monster yeah, what slogan? is relentless? It's, I think it's be- become relentless. Oh, oh, it's be relentless. I mean, that's, I'm a bad sponsor. I mean, I mean that that kind of um, I don't I don't know. That seems to have more negative than positive connotations, if anything. <laughs> but well, I guess yeah. Be relentless. Be be a be a bad person who who pushes people to get what they want, but do it fast. Do but it. do it fast with extreme prejudice. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's the one. But um, so how are you feeling about um, yeah? So how are you feeling about being here? Have you got any kind of um, can you, have, can you kind of hazard a guess as to what to expect? Are you you know what's the what are you thinking in this kind of early stage? Yeah, of course. Cool. So I mean, I just. Uh... When I was listening to Just Being James as well, uh, it was a similar story in that when I heard that you were doing a podcast, I thought, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, so I was so, I I was in my mind, I thought, I'm not going to come to you because because I thought uh, that would be, I, I, didn't want it, I didn't want it to feel like I, I was, I was chasing you for it but then when you came to me and i thought yay because <laughs> the, the funny thing is like it isn't like it's this big vip <laughs> exclusive thing it's just some it's just some geezer on the internet who thought hey hey i like podcasts i want to do one of those and then and then here we are but now i mean i'm glad that you know obviously that you're excited to be part of it and i'm excited because um i guess we could probably tell everyone about kind of how we um about kind of how we met because yeah. it was a pretty um I mean I don't think it's it, it's too surprising but it was pretty much a case of we saw each other on TikTok right yeah 
and yeah. from there we sort of just kind of gravitated towards each other um not in a physical sense yet <laughs> not yet but, um but no so like it's kind of it's pretty kind of scary how that is a pretty normal thing right that you could just kind of that can you can just come across someone because of the algorithm mm -hmm. and it's like oh these two people might be well matched i'm going to show them each other's content and then um pretty soon after we were obviously in each other's streams and things exactly and then we're and then we're buddies buddy oh buddy oh hello hello buddy oh palo <laughs> um it, okay, yeah then. it was it was yeah. literally wasn't it it was i i and and the thing is it was completely organic as far as an algorithm goes mm. I, one of your videos popped up and it was um i don't think it was one about the wheel but when i went on your profile and saw the wheel oh, i thought I see. that level it was just a level of creativity that i hadn't seen mm. um yeah i just hadn't seen and i thought that's fantastic oh, thank you and that's very kind and, and and yeah, I mean, I, I I followed you and 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 everything like that, and I I thought, oh, let's get let's be a part of Gambit, and then and then you followed me mm. back, and I thought, wow, okay, let's let's make some friends, and here we are. Then, I think it is, yeah, because I I think it's pretty it's pretty insane how I think even you know even not online, you know, just in general, you can kind of you can come across people, whether again whether that is online or in real life, where things just click instantly. Yeah. And you kind of get the sense that, okay, this person is definitely on the same wavelength that I am. And I think that's that's pretty amazing because obviously like it's um it's great to get to meet more people because I guess that's probably a key reason why a lot of us have started to stream in the first place. But it's nice to kinda of, to know that your people are out there <laughs> somewhere. Exactly. I you mean know? that's the that's the um, whole point, isn't it? Is to is to make some friends and, and then sort of carry on with it and you know, it, it was it was fascinating. We went through a phase of every single thing that we did. It was like, hang on, are we are we actually the same person? Are we actually? Mm. Is it happening? Well, well, that was a running joke, right? Like, yeah. we're saying how wait, you do this, you also did this because like we both worked in game, game for a while. Yeah, yeah. And um, what else was there? What else were like, the key similarities? Um, <sighs> it was, I think, standard personality traits. We we tend to have similar things as I well. I think so. Mm -hmm. um, I think we fell off on the on the from software stuff. Um, I think that Wait, was our first. Do you not? Do you not like them? Well, it's not that I don't like them. I've just never fallen okay. into it. I will say, for my sins, I uh -huh. did buy Elden Ring yesterday, and you did, <laughs> yeah. And after four hours of of playing, uh -huh. I created my character. Um, okay, <laughs> that was you know it. what. I completely respect that, and and don't let anyone tell you that's too long because that is not too long. That's it was, gorgeous. It was on and off, and you, you can just make you could just make some wacky things. It's brilliant. Oh, you can. It's absolutely mm. brilliant, and I've not even so died in it did yet. You, so did you actually play the game? Or no. Do you pretty much, okay. <laughs> okay. So it's been four hours making that. He, he steps out. Yes. Like, well, that's me. That's me done for today. <laughs> it literally was. And I thought, like, it just kept going forward. Uh, like mm. Time, I mean, kept going forward. And it got to about yes. midnight. And I thought, mm. well, I probably need to call it a day now. And mm. I, I had to load in, got through the first cutscene and went, we'll, we'll pick that up later. We'll pick that up later. I mean, the, the, the first thing I think that was kind of like pretty, because obviously at the minute it's taken the gaming world and Twitch by by storm and obviously everyone Maybe, yeah. is loving it but but i think that i mean just based on my experience i think that's pretty well placed because personally i think the game is excellent in 
lots of different ways. I mean, the story building from um, any from software game is pretty much unmatched. Mm-hmm. And the I know the difficulty is a you know a point of contention, but the harder something is, you, you know, obviously the greatest sense of achievement when you do achieve you know achieve that thing. And I think it's just excellent in in many ways. But also, I get how you know it may it may not be for some people. But I'm excited that yeah. you've got it because you yeah. know I can we can maybe kind of like um, I can kind of we can um, do some coop. We, we can do some coop and we can kill some we can kill some things. Kill some things um, and do some coop. Yeah. Have you which own class did you choose? Which class? It, well, did you choose? okay, that's a good point actually because that was because that's the very first thing you hit new game and it loads up mm. into classes and I stared at these classes for probably probably half an hour and I thought can I have a guess? Before you tell me, uh, please do, please do. Mm. I think that you were either a samurai mm. or a sorcerer. So I nearly, nearly went samurai, and mm. um, like as far as it just looking the coolest, that was yeah. just that was just the way to go. Um, mm-hmm. However, I then did a little bit of a pivot and i went confessor okay um and the rationale for that was he looked a little bit like an assassin and uh, and that's kind of it um oh well yeah that's because, because that was, i feel like i mean you don't have to play the game and like you know and look to to min max every every little thing I, in reality you could pick any class yeah. and still have any play style if you because that's you know you have the freedom to do so um but okay i mean i was also a confessor and mainly because um there's a mechanic in the game it's like um um a faith a stats that is very strong um after a certain point and so yeah we've um so Again, we have that in common. We are the same person, it, after all. So, so even though it's for different reasons, but yeah, the same person because it's like, oh, I'm like, oh, well, yes, the faith is very good, and then you're like, because I like the hood. I like the, the hood. hood is very nice. Exactly. The, hood, the hood was very nice. There was there was a mentality yeah. of I because I did I did know it's impossible to escape the hype train that is Elden Ring. Yes, um, correct. And it was all over my for you page, all over YouTube, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, when I saw the magic side of things i thought oh yeah that seems powerful which is why i mm. lent a little bit away from samurai because i know that that's a slightly lower stat um, okay so there was there was a method as well as madness uh mm. but mainly madness i, I want yes. to stress that um, i mean what's life without a little bit of madness though, exactly right? exactly speaking of i watched the um what's the uh, dark knight last night they're talking Ooh. of injecting the madness into things because like um i didn't saw the um the joker obviously you know portrayed by heath ledger in a while yeah and he just reminded me i just how excellent that performance was he's very very good it was very, a- very it good. was absolutely crazy Sublime, right? it was, yeah. uh, it's, it's it's almost as perfect as like i can imagine that that is if you go to acting school and you have an acting mm. textbook that's page one uh, pretty much just like in big Size sixteen bold font Ariel. <laughs> yeah. Watch Dark Knight and take notes, children. Well, yeah, not exactly. children, but youth. The, <laughs> the youth of today. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, not two children. Yes. Yes. <laughs> anyway, streaming and stuff. Streaming. So, oh yeah. Streaming and stuff. So, uh, for those who may be new to the podcast, and um, this isn't an Elden Ring podcast, <laughs> and this isn't a, a, a movie review podcast. This is um, a chance for 
uh, for myself to be very fortunate enough to sit down with some of the streamers that I really like and we can and we can speak about um their entry into gaming their journey on Twitch you know their plans for the future and as the intro said um what they've learned along the way so cats in a box cats box yep alan yep. whatever way you want to kind of whatever way you, you want to spit have you got a preference uh, podcast? honestly no for, for for podcast yeah hit me with alan i suppose for now because that is my can name, i call I you can i call you keith please keith? i i draw a line at keith um that, that... what about if it's spelled with two f's T- is that better oh keith. wow oh okay <laughs> yeah actually weirdly enough i'm okay with that that, that seems you know what ludicrous. you know what we'll go with cat i think cat. Cat's right, like yeah, a, you cat. know short end so could you um i mean i imagine you've been a gamer um from 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 young age is that correct yeah 100 percent. yeah and um okay well um that being that being said could you maybe divulge a little bit into some of your earliest gaming memories and your journey into the game of well into the um the way of the video game tell, the video tell us game. more Cap. The path absolutely so the the first when i think playing video games as a child i think mm-hmm. mario 64 on the okay. nintendo 64 so mm-hmm. although it probably wasn't my first ever video game it's the one that stuck with me um yeah and my mum was not a gamer in any way shape or form mm-hmm. but mario 64 was the first and only game she ever completed got all 120 stars and did it oh really yeah it was amazing we we still talk about it now um and i remember mum helping me with video games and that's that's a big early memory um so i completed that got through all of that and then the other the other nintendo 64 games i suppose leading from that but when i think early gaming i think mario 64 hmm okay so does it also uh, does that also mean that um obviously all the games on the n64 also had a part absolutely of that as well so yeah. things like i mean i don't think i meant like things like goldeneye was that kind of the a bit old when you were a little bit older or was that not available no, i i got golden eye i got golden eye that was okay. so that was my dad's influence so my dad is more of a gamer okay. uh, mm-hmm. but not so much anymore um he's still got mm. a he's still got an original 360 that somehow hasn't red ringed so that's that's when his gaming oh, really? side of things <laughs> dipped that's um, a relic now that's worth is. about like four billion bitcoin that is probably yeah, the fact that it's a, a, not red like, ringed yeah as if it's because it's like nuts. always uh, I, I heard like a bit of a conspiracy about that about how apparently the red ring wasn't actually a problem it was like a classic it was almost like an apple tactic of them trying oh. to get you know to like get rid of the older console to make you think like you have to either get it fixed or get a new one but i mean there's a theory for everything though. There's a theory that yeah. there's lizard men on the moon who control the governments through <laughs> radar waves. So I mean, you know, there's you conspiracy for every that's fact. For everything. Straight True. Fact. That that is you know what? This this podcast endorses the lizard men the, the lizard men on the moon controlling um controlling our world leaders. I for one welcome our lizard overlords. Um, and... <laughs> and where do you and where do you stand on the um, the controller for the N sixty four? So are you a fan of it? Well, this is the interesting thing. So I mm. I get hit by nostalgia by that. So when I was a kid, I just I just played the controller. I just used it. I didn't think mm. I, I like I didn't have the mental capacity to think this is an ugly thing. I just mm. used it. Um, so 
I understand where people are coming from, uh, that mm. it's just weird. It is just mm. weird. Um, but yeah, I, I always felt comfortable. And I, I went back to it. I, I still have my 64. And I went back mm. to it and played uh, some Earthworm Jim. Which oh, is a... God. See, that's oh. that's like triggered a little um, a neuron just like this fired in my head. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm God, Jim. God, yeah. If you mm. if you go back to it now, it is an acid trip. It's one of the weirdest. Oh yeah. Oh, it's one of the weirdest games. Um, and we we had some people over, and we thought, let's get the sixty four out. And mm-hmm. we did some Diddy Kong Racing. We did Earthworm Jim, um, mm-hmm. and and everything like that. And and straight away, went straight back into using the controller as if I was a kid again. So I okay. I think I think I'm okay with it. Um, but as I say, I understand where people are coming from. It's an ugly looking thing. <laughs> It really is. I mean, do you have like so? Do you have just the original um, yeah. console, or have you got like the Pokemon Snap version, or the or the, or the see-through Emerald version? Because I know there's a bunch that you there can obviously that are available yeah. on eBay and things. But but have you got just the kind of the standard the black one? Exactly. I got the standard black one, and I've got I've got red and yellow controllers um Ooh. so they're pretty fancy and i've got star okay. wars stickers on them uh which i ah i distinctly yeah. remember placing when i was a mm. kid and See, yeah, like, that's good that's a like it's like that kind of moment where like it's kind of obviously when you're the kid obviously putting it on you don't really kind of think of it that much but then looking back it's almost like a core memory that gets like Absolutely. gets like instilled and then you look back and think oh god remember yeah. when i first put these on and that's you know I, I think it's pretty nice how you know it seems a little bit kind of poetic in a way that you obviously did that when you were younger and then you you you, you and then obviously you you're still playing these games yeah and then that's a nice you know a, like a physical reminder of exactly how much that you loved that console that controller um but yeah, that's um I mean that that's actually very, very wholesome. But I think there's a pretty, you know, a nice way to kind of start off um to start off things um as well though. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. Because like w- what sort of baffles me now though is the amount of um it's kinda of how expensive um some things can be and how much things sell for from like from that era that are mm-hmm. still in the box and things. Cause like you're talking hundreds, if if not thousands for certain games, right? On if they're in the box with all the instruction manual and stuff, they could be worth a lot of money, right? Absolutely. I, I've had this is this is the most baffling thing, and we we've got because as as a, as as nerds, we collect mm. things. That's just that's just how we do. Um, yeah. And going through it, I remember. I do remember throwing away my Nintendo sixty four boxes that the games came in. So I see, okay. Ah. Uh, I, I, mm. I, you know, you know that that trend at the moment on TikTok, which is you going back in time and you seeing your past self destroy something mm. or, or do something wrong that sets yeah. your life on a different path. Like, no, no, <laughs> exactly. yeah, banging at the door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that is. Mm. I, I feel that, um, and I've still got the games, and obviously I've still got the memories. And from that side of things, I don't think I'd ever sell them anyway. Uh, so it's not really that much of an issue. But yeah, you you see these stories of mint mint condition Mario sixty four selling for enough to buy a house, and you think that's not right. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm. I really should have done something about because, that. Because like there was a, um, I mean, yeah, like talking about you know obviously kind of 
the things they, they look back on and you think, God, that, that hurts. Was um there was a I mean, this was back when I was in primary school, so obviously, you know, quite a while ago now. <laughs> there was a, I had a binder. Right. A binder. And I don't know whether it'd be worth a lot in its entirety, but I had like a binder that was like um a complete collection of the um the first gen of the Pokemon cards. No, I thought so, you were going there. I'm so sorry. Do you know where it is? So Oh no, well, that's the thing. So my um as I got older, my interests obviously kind of just like shifted a little bit. So my mum actually threw it away. Ah! Believe it or not. <laughs> no! So oh, um and we're talking like, you know, um you know the shiny versions, um Mewtwo, Mew every like nook and cranny from the first gen was there and i don't know whether you know whether maybe there was a certain um a type of card that i didn't have uh, so maybe in reality it might not be worth that much but maybe but i thought a collection in the original binder all in pretty good condition as well yeah i was like oh that's kind of painful Ooh, that is <laughs> thanks, yikes thanks mother dangerfield thank yeah. you so so much <laughs> Oh, like, man. Like, I, 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 I was doing that as having a similar conversation with uh, with some some work colleagues, and you know, at, at a certain point, it's better to forget it. it just, just, just. It I is... never had Pokemon cards in the first place. Okay, well, um, well, there you go. But like, well, it was because I, I had a similar thing with um, old school Yu Gi Oh cards. Um, oh, okay. That right. that was that was the way that I got into into. I never never knew really how to play. I just did. Um, mm. And the Pokemon cards, I never got too far into. Um, mm-hmm. But Audrey Galisi, Erin, my partner, um, she's collected Pokemon cards throughout our whole life. And we still have the original binder. And we're still adding to it now. Um, oh, I see. Okay. And it's... That's that's incredible. And, you know, although there's not a huge amount of base sets that Erin that, that, that has kept hold of, mm-hmm. um, it's still it's more of a nostalgia trip to understand where it came from and we'd never sell them anyway. So yeah, um, like, it sort of, it sort of gets to a point um, where like, it isn't like, so it isn't about the money. It isn't mm. about like how much it could make. It's almost yeah. a case of like, it's something that, that you, you can do together that kind of keeps you in contact with your childish, you know, that, that part of every person that's in there, that is their inner kind of like, you know, the child and things precisely um it's, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's i get that completely that's yeah. very wholesome and that's you know it's um but and even then you don't even need to explain to anyone because it isn't for them no <laughs> you know so it's no, just right yeah um okay so it seems obviously you know so um we said that um that mario 64 was like a core you know a core memory in the kind of start of your journey mm-hmm. um and i know that that also means you obviously played that a lot as well but whether it's uh, something that, that you've played recently, in recent years, or maybe from when you were younger, could you and um, tell us a little bit about the the games that you spent the most time on? Absolutely. In total. Yeah. Hours kind of clocked. Whether that be when, when you were younger, whether that be over the last six months, couple of years, however you wanna, however you wanna spin it. So it's it's a bit of a painful thing to admit though now due to mm. the way that the new entries into the series have been handled um mm. but i am a lifelong avid battlefield fan i i've mm. i've played it since i didn't play the original 1942 on pc 
I, I was I, I didn't have a PC for that. But from Battlefield Two onwards, I've played every game. Okay. Um, a, 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 a quite a large amount. Um, mm. But the the period of my life that focused almost entirely around Battlefield is the modern esque Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four, Battlefield Bad Company Two, mm. um, and that those were the games that I've clocked hundreds if not thousands of hours over the course of years um and and what and what about them was so like you know um was so engaging yeah it's a good question i mm. i think the original side of things it was it was the more dynamic way of playing an online shooter so mm-hmm. two games don't play the same especially True. with destruction that side of things that was quite exciting that the original battlefield well battlefield 2 and battlefield modern combat um i think it was just such an unusual way of playing a video game but still being Mm -hmm. able to do it online um Mm -hmm. but ever since ever since the the bad company shift with destruction and that side of uh, that side of sort of gameplay um Mm -hmm. that's really what hooked me and i had some friends of course that that we grew up and you know as a kid the idea was it's battlefield versus call of duty um Mm. and and or halo as well was involved i suppose in that in that discussion um i lent more battlefield and Mm -hmm. when you're i think when you're impressionable as as a kid you sort of entrench yourself into no i i really really support battlefield that's uh uh, i'm not Mm -hmm. anti call of duty i've played that throughout my life as well but Battlefield mm-hmm. there. So the friendships, the destruction, and the dynamic way of playing video games is what brought me to Battlefield. Yeah, because cause I think it's kind of... There's something to be said for, obviously, for the scale has always been an uh-huh. exciting yeah. thing, right? And I think the and whole, like, it's the fact that it's, it's a, um, you know, generally speaking, it's a large scale um, with um, the... The element of kind of sandbox yeah that makes it so good because again like you say no two games play the same and you know when they brought in levolution because i know was oh, that yeah. battlefield 4 that, that, that was first brought in it was, was it, it three yeah it was it was it was introduced in three and refined mm. in four um and levolution... those who don't know could you like explain you know for those who don't know what that was and kind yeah. of how that you know yeah, of course. So, Levolution was was one of their buzzwords, I suppose, in marketing and that side of uh, uh, sort of publishing a video game, where they were trying to highlight the fact that games can go very, very different. So, at the mm-hmm. time, Battlefield Three was coming up against Modern Warfare Three, Modern Warfare Two, I think, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little bit later in the Call of Duties. But you've got a very linear multiplayer experience with call of duty and then battlefield you had huge massive map altering events that changed Mm -hmm. the way that the map flowed um and with battlefield 3 it was large-scale destruction Uh, it comes to mind straight away is something like caspian border with the Mm -hmm. the huge red and white tower tower exactly that tumbles Mm -hmm. down and is impossible to ignore um Mm. and then leading into battlefield 4 you've got uh, you got Shanghai with with the tower yeah. coming down. Um, there was a t- yeah dam one coming. as well. I don't the know what map was called. The dam obviously came down, but I think it was kind of yeah, like it. It's almost like COD, um, you know, in its kind of 
its heyday in quote marks was always that kind of the the competitive shooter in these kind of you know these um they're very like um linear and 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 the three lane you know uh, maps and things and and, and halo was, was the same yeah but i think there was a lot kind of fun to be had like you say with obviously going to a game with friends or solo and knowing that you could have like a massive impact on the game or you could do all these things and almost play your own way rather exactly. than having to then you know kind of play a certain way that other games may have kind of pushed you down and it's probably because it's um in the same way that um and and modern warfare had a huge impact on the direction of fps's i think that um probably not as big of a shift but i think that the whole large-scale devolution and that kind of thing as well is also almost there's another um, branch that also inspired other shooters as well yeah to go in that direction so it became like a choice didn't it like do we want to make this you know um tight compact competitive shooter with a really fast time to kill mm-hmm. or are we looking for that kind of you know the playground kind of element exactly um, so yeah and I, I can see obviously the benefits of both completely exactly well this is the thing it's not that one's correct and one isn't um oh yeah because mm-hmm. yeah the to have to have a exceptionally skill-based type of high time to kill and mm. you know that side of, uh that, that yeah the, the way that that game plays um i agree with that i think that's i think that's very much it has its place and i i still come back mm. to that sort of gameplay but it just doesn't capture the chaos that i think yes. battlefield does um especially with vehicles and um you know the general absolute nuts of warfare which is interesting because they're trying to capture that moving into 2042 mm. they're just going about it wrong um well i was gonna say so as an avid battlefield fan what's your kind of because i know i know we spoke previously and you've said that you were kind of suckered into the you know the big the bundle for the pre-order but then uh-huh. um what's your thoughts on you know on, on, on the newest installments and and kind of the direction that they've gone yeah so i i'm i like a lot of other people um went into battlefield 2042 in the beta so played the beta and i thought this has got good bones but Mm -hmm. you know it needs it was it was buggy it was messy and it was you know but but i played it in spite of that it was it was Mm -hmm. it was still it was still fun um Mm -hmm. when battlefield 2042 launched as a whole and we had Mm -hmm. full access to all of the operators all of the um wildly different way that those 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 played it started becoming more cartoony rather than mm. chaotic war and i think okay. that's a vibe that they've got wrong um so do you think it's more a case of like a style over substance kind of thing maybe or, yeah mm. um i yeah. think so the moment-to-moment gameplay in Battlefield 2042, I, I I played what 30, 40 hours of it. So it wasn't like I didn't play any of it. It 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 did capture everything. But I was throughout all of it. It just it it, it brings you in and then just suckers you out. So something mm. that sticks and any Battlefield fan will say the same is the end screen when on on a Battlefield 2042 map where they all say their cheesy little one-liners after. Yeah murdering mm. everyone and it's like 
angel going, class, just the way it goes sometimes. Um, <laughs> it was, it's so jarring mm. um, and it just doesn't fit the overall world that is this actually pretty bleak situation that they've they've because got it, in yeah because like i see that and the first thing that i well when i first saw that whole you know that whole like the best in squad kind of like a screen yeah. is that i felt like the um you know because it, is it still dice that do it it, it was is. right yeah yep. um i kind of thought that they said oh look at apex everyone has a little yeah. everyone has a little um equip why don't we just do that and and but but also yeah like it, it sort of does pull away from from what's you know from kind of what it's known for it does like you say um kind of go a little bit into that kind of the cheesy kind of you know kind of thing that maybe B is down for among other things I but yeah i get how it seems that um it's a case of they've maybe just attempted to, to emulate something that is popular mm-hmm. but it's not really gone in the way that they would have probably hoped you know exactly and um, well if you if you mm. go back to battlefield 5 even um one thing that they did well they, they had best squads but mm-hmm. the best squad was they 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 were just there they 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 just popped down and after a, a fight and whatever yeah, yeah and i think that's that's cool it, it gives a sense of achievement if you're the other side of it and you know you, you can respect it but just to just to have this almost toxic mm. uncontrollable way of haunting the enemy team at the end of it it's just weird it's just strange um because like do you think it's because like now that yeah now that obviously that we are kind of thinking about it um do, do you sort of think that with battlefield um with battlefield one because obviously like, it's meant to be depicting an actual world war do you think they were kind of like scared to maybe make it too kind of like mm. you know maybe maybe. The, maybe the thought okay this this should be a little bit more serious whereas 2042 um obviously is is a you know it's obviously like um, a fake crop marks war so they can yeah. kind of afford to be a little bit more um i guess casual with it maybe i mean i don't know i feel like i'm trying to make excuses yeah, <laughs> for them, yeah. but like it's just not yeah i mean either way the consensus is it's not a great installment uh five was okay i guess and one was again I'd say from the, uh, from uh, from one, uh, five and forty-two. If you got a preference as to which one was your favourite from the most yeah. modern installments, I think Battlefield One had mm. some absolutely incredible experiences. So mm-hmm. um, they had a uh, it was a breakthrough great, um, game mode um, mm-hmm. where it was y- you had. S- to take certain parts of the map and then push on beyond it and beyond it mm-hmm. almost like rush was in the in the mm-hmm. younger installments uh but more position based and there are moments of that where the music crescendos you've got your whole squad your whole 32 players storming the same time um mm. chaos vehicles exploding all around and just moving forward, pushing on, taking people down while you get to the next objective. It was probably some of my best experiences with Battlefield. Um, mm. Battlefield Five took a step back. I think uh, they they mm. decided bigger was better. Um, and there are still, I have some incredible moments and memories of Battlefield Five. 
a Battlefield 2042, mm-hmm. maybe there's been some particularly good games and particularly good moments there, but nothing that sticks out. And I think mm-hmm. that that they've, yeah, they've they've gone. You, you nailed it earlier, style over substance, or substance mm-hmm. over style in this instance. And they've just yeah. gone bigger is better, but they've mm-hmm. not filled it. Um, yeah, so all the kind of space that they've that they've made in doing so, mm. everything then kind of like falls a little bit flat. But I know what you mean though about how because with the with Battlefield One, there was nothing quite like being on, you know, on like um, on like St. Quentin's Scar, and yeah, like obviously you're like part of the part of the infantry. The tank next to you is going over trenches. There's a plane overhead. In a dogfight with another plane, yeah. and then you hear that like dun 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 <laughs> yeah. dun 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 dun, and obviously then there's explosion that puts like uh, a bit of the mud on your screen, and then the person next to you gets like blown up to one side, but you're <laughs> still moving forward, and then you bayonet charge through somewhere, and then take someone down, and then so yeah, that kind of like. Something that they can never really be slighted for, especially with, you know, with one, was that feeling of complete, like, immersion and cinematic, that experience exactly. that I gave, especially with um, playing without an um, 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 UI or a hood. Yeah. That just, like, sent it to a different, you know, to a different level. And it's probably why um, I saw a tweet the other day that more people are playing and streaming Battlefield 1 than what they are 2042 which <laughs> yeah which shows right you know well, i well leading more into i suppose the streaming side of things exactly like when because i started streaming as the battlefield 2042 hype train was was in full swing and mm. i streamed the beta and i had no i was under no illusions i was going to be a battlefield content creator that was really going to, yeah literally interesting that was going okay. to be my focus i was going to be uh, I was heavily into researching it. I watched every little drip of content that I could be a part of, and I was I was at the forefront of news as it was happening. And I thought maybe I could also join the conversation directly. Um, mm-hmm. But just after fifteen hours of um, just after fifteen hours of of playing the game. I thought, no, I can't do this. And now, now I play anything and everything that I feel like, which mm-hmm. is good. Because like, the well, yeah, I mean, I completely, um, well, um, yeah, I mean, let's kind of obviously go a little bit into the kind of streaming side of things because we can obviously uh, get to know more about um, yourself as well in that area. But then also, again, another reason why we're so similar. Um, so originally, very similar to yourself, um, I started to stream and the thing that I played and I think I ended up on about seven, eight hundred hours was Gwent. Yeah, it was. Card game. <laughs> Yeah, so was. that was that that was where i started um i joined the stream team um and there was kind of and i was yeah like i say fully convinced that i was going to be um, a gwent streamer uh-huh. and it's funny how you know how things can change and then gone from that to obviously what you know what we're kind of both doing now in that kind of you know in that like variety yeah. Um, but yeah, isn't it crazy how you can kind of start thinking, oh, I'm going to be a this streamer and then give it like give it like a couple of months and you're like, I don't want to play one thing anymore. I'd like to just, you know, play several different things. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, exactly. I get that completely. Mm. 
Okay. Well, um, talking of Twitch and the magical world of Twitch, um, your username. Now, I know that we've obviously already um, made a joke of this earlier, <laughs> earlier on, and I kind of, I, I could probably hazard a guess, um, but I think I'm keen to know more, and I'm sure that those who are listening would also want to um, know a bit more as well. So, a cat in a box, your username. Could you please, um, <laughs> could you please... Again, tell us a bit more about that, where that came from, and what made you settle on that above, you know, any other, any of other things. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird username, really. Um, mm. Well, I, I tell you, so originally, when I was maybe 10 or 11, creating my Xbox Live gamer tag, um, mm. I wanted to be, because I thought it was funny, I wanted to be a cat in a dog suit. I thought that was... As as a child, I thought that was a very funny sentence. As an adult, I think that's a horrifying prospect. Um, <laughs> as a child, mm. that that's what's funny. And the 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 reason it's a cat in a dog suit before was because I thought it would be really funny if when I was playing Battlefield and playing Call of Duty, that in the kill field, the kill feed, it was you know, uh, Bravo, cool guy six nine six nine was killed by <laughs> a cat in a dog suit. I thought that would just be funny. <laughs> Um, but a cat in a dog suit was too many characters. Oh, I see. So mm. um, that that never came to be. And uh, I was I was looking around. I, I I decided a cat in. I thought that was that was funny. And part of it was you know cats are cats are often in boxes, and that might have mm. been something. Uh, part of it was going down the road of you know Schrodinger's. Um, cat as well um, okay. hmm. the the cat both alive and dead at the same time um, but mm-hmm. mainly because cats are cute in boxes <laughs> you mm-hmm. tend to find them. I, that's I think my cat might have been in a box at the time and mm-hmm. oh and that's yeah. that's where it was um, mm. and I thought it equally was absolutely ridiculous that that Killmonger 6969 was killed by a cat in a box <laughs> yeah and and obviously I mean you have cats yeah, and obviously I'm aware that on your channel there, there is a channel point award for putting the cat in a tank, which is also yeah. a cardboard box. Yeah, it is kind of thing. So there's a nice link there, and I guess it's kind of uh, well, yeah. I mean, being being inspired obviously by one the comedy of it, but also the surroundings and the things that you enjoy seems like a pretty, you know, a pretty good reflection of obviously you know of you and what you're hoping to achieve i guess and i think you've done that because i think it's wonderful personally Um, and and very unique i guess like because then anybody can be streamer bro 71 underscore ttv dot twitch dot 40 dot twitch dot tv slash uh gamer guy but but, uh but no i mean yeah so you know very unique and i think it works um yeah really really well I had a bit of a hurdle on Twitch though. So, so originally, I was a underscore cat underscore in underscore a underscore box, and the reason I did that is because I wanted to make it clear that it is a sentence. It's a cat in a mm. box, and it's not just one word because it isn't one word, and it doesn't work as that. Um, and <laughs> that was an absolute fundamental mistake. Mm. Um, and I still, you know you've mentioned it before like like the a cat underscore cat in a box isn't much easier to, to 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 type and to put in um but one underscore to separate it into two into a sentence I, that was where i went with that um <laughs> no 
yeah, uh, I had I had I had some complaints with five underscores or however many it was. Oh, I um, see. Okay, but, I mean, <laughs> I guess you know, modern problems. <laughs> yeah, okay, require, good point. Yeah, good point. Require modern solutions, <laughs> and we found a way. Yeah, and and the important thing is, like after all of that, you stay completely true to yourself rather than trying to kind of to fit into a different box. <laughs> hey, um, but yeah, you know, so yeah. That's that's wonderful, and I know that um, you are probably one of the most upbeat um, 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 and happy people, both on and off camera, that I think I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. And I think that's kind of that shows, you know, very easily when someone comes into your channel. Because um, I felt that instant the warmth when I first came in, oh. and, and and I think that's pretty testament to how much that you enjoy streaming and, and how much that you love streaming mm -hmm. so if you had to kind of boil it down a little bit how mm -hmm. would you kind of um what do you love the most about uh, being able to stream on twitch and you know the whole experience of being yeah of being a creator like Absolutely. what is it in particular that that you love the most it's yeah i i i think uh, that has warmed my little heart uh, for one for one <laughs> it's um, true though it's honestly co completely true and oh i think that i couldn't I, I feel like if um if i mean i know that i'll put your links obviously in the, um down below i'll give you a chance later to you know to obviously kind of plug your own things but yeah i mean i can't honestly i couldn't um i couldn't invite people enough to just hop on over just spend five minutes and you'll know exactly what i'm talking about but anyway <laughs> but carry yeah. on you know well that yeah that that is that is uh, it, part of it is the the reason i wanted to do it at all is you know the the, the reason that we do anything uh outside of outside of working that's money the, fame <laughs> money fortune fame. <laughs> no, no, well that. But mainly, um, mainly, it's to to find like-minded people and to and to and introduce them and and sort of have have sort of deeper conversations, I suppose. In 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 that mm. sense, um, the the biggest drive that keeps me going is, well, having having the sim same people coming back again by choice. I think mm. blows my little mind. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a small streamer, and and every individual that comes in is is just it's nuts. Um, mm. But to see to see a new follow and that side of things, uh, the fact that someone is currently watching or currently you know engaging in some form of content and deciding, yeah, I'd, I'd quite like to see more of this. Mm. That is that is what drives me more than anything else. Um, mm. But to a fundamental it's just being able to talk to talk to people and and to um push out enthusiasm and that side mm. of things really really keeps me going um, yeah because because like um we've so we've kind of spoken a little bit about this on your on your stream as well in the way that we um we said that and again <laughs> another thing that we've you know obviously that we're shared but um, we both agreed on we kind of it's a place where you can be completely yourself yeah and not have to, to worry about what other people think mm -hmm. and I, and, I, and i think that probably one of the hardest things any person can do and whether that be inside or outside of twitch is be themselves and not kind of think they have to change their behavior or talk about things that they don't really care about just to kind of like to fit in but i think it's like having 
having the opportunity to be completely yourself and then finding people who do they love that yeah and love you as a person there's nothing better than that right that's that's perfect because you've kind of said how you know you were scared to you know to do and um, the lego streams yeah but you've done it because that's important to you and that's you know and, and that isn't easy but also that's amazing that you've obviously taken that step you know it, yeah, it, it, I, I think when I first started, I, I streamed some Fortnite and I streamed that side of things, which inevitably I will come back to because mm-hmm. um, it's quite an interactive game and you can play with play with people at the same time. And it's good for communities, that side of things. Uh, mm-hmm. But originally, I think being thoroughly uh, like in my mind, being a, a Battlefield creator and um, I felt the reason that I pivoted away from it is because I felt myself faking the enthusiasm and that when I could I, I, when you watch back and you sort of you know self-reflect on what went well and what didn't you can mm. directly tell the time with any creator I think where they're not doing it because they love doing it they're doing it because they feel like they should mm. um and when I understood that and I thought actually yeah let's just do the stuff that I love and uh I've gone I've opened some Pokemon cards and done some Lego and played some different games um Mm -hmm. for well quite really really weird games um just because i like playing them and i think that Mm -hmm. comes across way more genuine than Mm. faking it um yeah because yeah i think you are completely right if something is wrong with you as a streamer then then that can be picked up on very easily in your like you know your general demeanor your approach your attitude to everything and i think it's the irony is, you know, I think, I mean, ideally, like, it's obvious that, you know, most kind of small streamers are pretty uh, firm in the fact that I would love to do this full time. But then it's almost like they will, you know, they want to leave their normal, in quote marks, the normal um, um, job. But then they got kind of get caught up in the race of twitch and then end up doing something they don't want to do yeah. <laughs> um and then it's almost like the cycle starts again because they are you know playing the game that's popular rather than the game that they want to or you know they're kind of putting that energy into the into the wrong things which isn't easy because i mean none of us really know what we're doing completely <laughs> right it's not no one really knows um but yeah and i think that's a very brave step because um no one likes to kind of be exposed no one likes the kind of the um, the fear of being rejected because of things that they like yeah um but i think that you know if um like i said before be- being completely yourself and not really in a way not really caring what people think assuming that it's in a positive <laughs> way good point good point you're going to be happier but also the energy you know you're, you're going to attract people that have you know those those same things in common um and i don't know i feel like the the universe is a very powerful thing and if you put good into the universe you'll get it back yeah you, you know in some way um because like have you kind of um you know like throughout your journey um and would you kind of say and if you don't want to go into it that's that's completely fine but then uh, would you say that you've kind of had issues with kind of the you know the confidence the commitment oh, the mental health yeah. side of things and um and yeah so is there anything that you want to share yeah. about that side of things as well yeah. i mean from so 
I, I I'm I'm exceptionally fortunate that I've never been in, in a tr- what well, everyone goes through mental health um, you know ups and downs and I, I think to to say that no to say that someone doesn't I think is disingenuous I think I think mm-hmm. it is it is normal um, but absolutely and you know going through putting yourself out there and my first couple of streams where that you know two or three people pop by and you know still st- streams now where um there's a couple of people that 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 i suppose that that can take a little bit of a hit um mm. for me it's the i get good i get a good amount of anxiety just before pressing go live mm. um almost every time and i don't think that's yeah. ever going to go away mm-hmm. um when you're actually as prepared as you can be and you're like well are people gonna turn up and mm. uh, and I, every time i've got to that point and i'm thinking actually i I'm, I'm i'm not gonna start i'm not gonna do it or you know i'm gonna take a day or, or anything like that i've still pressed the button because i thought right well if i can just maintain if i can just enjoy if i can just enjoy myself and just do it then mentally once you've gotten over that um anxiety of pressing the button and you're just doing it you can mm. get I, I I think the mind's a powerful thing you can get through at that side of things. But honestly, yeah, mm. um, I've had huge ups and downs. I've had weeks where I've thought there's, well, I'm relatively early in the journey. We're, we're talking six, seven months, there or thereabouts. So it's not like anyone's got it figured out at all. Mm. But when you're yeah it's it's a it's a tricky one it's a tricky one and i don't think i don't think i'm ever even if i had lesions you know thousands of people that that i'm still gonna have that anxiety of what if it's not good enough um and once you're live and you're actually doing it and you're enjoying yourself that anxiety disappears and it does like it's very like yeah like it's a very strange thing is it because i mean if anything if you have more people that want to tune in that's probably going to be an increased level because yeah, exactly. then you, you've got because you've got more people to disappoint. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of like you know, um, but yeah. So and I think there's you know um, uh, something that's been pretty common with everyone that I've kind of spoke to so far is the fact that like there's always you know you always compare yourself to other people, other streamers, and you always kind of think why on earth would somebody um, want to come and sit and you know um and be part of this and it's kind of and i mean do you think that the whole the anxiety before pressing start yeah do do you think that's something that every streamer has Um, you think hmm, i wonder um it's it's curious i would probably say so i I think to a degree yeah unless unless you've got an absolutely unfaltering ego and Mm. and which i i can be commendable It, it could be it could be a great thing. It, uh, maybe it could be a detriment as well. I, I, I'm, I'm mm. not sure the correct thing there, but I I have it as well across anything. So um, in my in my jobs, uh, I've done a lot of phone, a lot a lot of work on the phone, and mm-hmm. a lot of outbound calls, a lot of conversations in that sense. Yeah, and I get the same sort of pre doing it anxiety before mm. i press dial or before i pick the phone up that i do when i stream and mm. the same thing in my job is that once i'm on the phone to someone and you're either performing or you're just having a, a natural conversation or, or mm. whatever you're trying to do um 
it, the anxiety disappears and you're just doing mm. it and yeah. uh, I, maybe i need to unpack that more and understand and understand why but from my mentality mm. the if i can push myself to press the button i can get mm-hmm. through it i know i can um yeah because it's almost like if you press that button then you can't just unpress it so, exactly. so, so it's all like it's almost like you're trying to kind of like you know to work against your mind and say well we're here now bucko so strap in it's gonna be a long it's gonna be a long three hours or gonna have long but yeah i get that completely but i think it's um you know it comes i guess in many ways back to motivation and um obviously you're kind of having the motivation in yourself but also the motivation to to make the best possible experience for those who do want to obviously come in you know kind of come and hang out yeah um and and do you think that if you think back to either currently or when you first started um who if there were people it could be on twitch or youtube or whatever were the people that kind of that gave you that kind of the motivation to want to start stream or to want to make your stream better or to you know to kind of kick on and to you know and crack on with what you want to do but who kind of but kind of who who like stands out for you? Yeah. So Osri Khaleesi, um, as a throwaway comment, or Erin, I'll go by Erin for now. Yeah, Erin, um, <laughs> uh, about maybe four years ago, mm. there or thereabouts, as a throwaway comment, said, "Oh, you should probably stream this while we're playing a video game together." And I thought, mm. "You're a you're a lunatic. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> me a streamer never." Um, yeah. And that was one thing that that she just said, and and she would say it quite frequently moving forward why don't you stream why don't you do this why don't you create why and i think i needed that initial push to start setting it up and start actually mm. doing it um i had the most incredible support from bex as well um you've probably seen her if yeah. you have around we've, yeah we've um we spoke a little bit yeah. um in your stream and i'm pretty sure we followed each other on twitter recently as well i think yeah. so she's yeah. an absolute superstar and mm. um she, she championed as well to say let's do it let's 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 start um and i was a i was a nervous little little lamb uh mm-hmm. not quite sure about what i was doing or how i was doing it and yeah uh, i was very fortunate in that in that way as well where there was a couple of people that um from her community that that joined in and supported me as i started so i i started on a little bit of a uplift with mm-hmm. a couple of people there um it, again it started off immediately thinking i've already got people to let down so mm. it was a it was a well i've got but to then do equally <laughs> but then, yeah but then and equally on the other side it's like well so on the one side is oh god how am i gonna do this but then the other side is well i've kind of started like i've made that first step so let's kind of see how it goes there are two sides to every you know exactly. to every coin right so yeah and I was I was so so lucky with that, and mm. and I, I got affiliate significantly quicker than I was anticipating. Um, yeah, and uh, that was that was a, an amazing thing because I was really pushing for for affiliate because that's that's the way that I motivate myself personally is to mm. see what's going on next and push myself to it. Um, mm. And then when I got there, I thought I, I, it was strange. It was a it was actually a point where I started think the motivation dipped because I was mm. so daunted that the next thing from Twitch's perspective would be partner 
And I thought, yep. well, that's impossible. That's physically mm. impossible. I can't do it. And I mm. had that mentality of sort of, why why am I pushing myself to that? The next step is so high. Can I climb it? And then I realized that although that is part of the journey and that's you know something that would be amazing and to, to push for um, over the coming years, um, mm. From my side of things, what really added up was when I set my own personal goals. Um, mm. And rather than okay. staring at that mountain, I would stare like at 75, the next... Yeah, 75 regular. It's, it's, yeah. It seems nuts to me. It, mm. But if I could set myself on something that I could accomplish, so from my personal goals on a stream if i gain a follower if i gain one if there's one new person that pops in that that i haven't recognized and i i can have that conversation that is a successful stream to me and mm. that made things although it's a, it, it it looks more like a stepping stone to mm. to get there rather than this absolutely gargantuan task of of moving forward and that is has, yeah, yeah. Because, like, you know what, that's probably, that is, you know, I mean, I was going to get into, like, advice and things later and, like, you know, and kind of things that you've learned and obviously things that you can take forward. But I think that in itself is massive mm. in the way that it's easy to think, okay, affiliate, 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 okay. But then obviously naturally, because you, you're so entrenched with the Twitch system, you obviously, you look to that next thing in that system and then it says, okay, you got to go from three to 75, good luck. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then... To curve that, having the the goals that are personal just to you and having it as stepping stones is probably, that's such a wonderful little bit of advice, I think, for, you know, maybe like a new streamer that wants to get started because, like you say, it's very, you know, when every person sees that 75, it's thinking, yeah, you think, well, there's just no way. But then if it's a case of, I want to, you know, this year, I want to complete like 30 games, I want to... I hopefully get get to speak to a new person every stream. Mm -hmm. They don't even have to follow. You just kind of get to talk to a new person every stream and set the and set the smaller goals. Naturally, you kind of I mean you think that you make you know a lot more progress towards that rather than obsessing over your your view counts and thinking oh god I've got to keep up more people. Uh, okay, I'll play a popular game and that feeds back into what we said previously about how you know people get so entrenched with their view accounts and things. They, oh, yeah. they feel like they have to play the popular thing despite hating it. Yeah. And then and then they're unhappy. And then that it kind of sits and it um, and manifests. And then that leads to all the problems that, you know, are common with people on Twitch. And I think, I mean, it's difficult because um, Twitch have the platform and a very popular one at that, but also... I can't help but think, and I think you'd agree that they can probably do more. Oh, 100%. Um, to, to support smaller streams in particular. And I know that there's a lot of contention about, you know, about the split that they take and the support they give and the issue with discoverability. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think there's more that they could do. Um, whether they'll do that, I don't quite know. Um, but I think, you know, that's a wonderful bit of advice. Um, the whole like, don't get too wrapped up in the end goal. Look at what you can achieve this stream right yeah. now. Because you know? if you look at, if you're looking at 75 average viewers, mm. um, and you're, these are 
absolutely uncontrollable things from you as an individual mm. you, that yeah. you, you can't you can't force people to do that but what you can control mm. is engaging the people that do come in and and have that individual conversation when they are there and mm. yeah I, I think to well they call it in in um in management smart targets and mm. the reason that it's a smart target is they have to be managed they have to be achievable they have to be realistic mm. they have to have a time scale and they have to be relevant to what you're doing mm. um otherwise you just get bogged down in the because it's the same sense in in life if you're working a job and you're thinking well, i'm going to be ceo you're not going to get there without taking the individual stepping stones to get there. Yes. Right? Like, you know, you're a new starter. You think, I want to be the CEO of this company. It's like, well, you've probably got about 10, 20 years of, of hard work to do that. And that isn't something that you can just be like, yes, because there are so many more factors in the way, right? There are so exactly. many more variables that you don't see um, that tend to take over, right? So well, that, that, that's, a, that, that's a wonderful sage bit of advice that is. <laughs> um, Kat, that, that is wonderful and talking of advice so that's a core thing that obviously yeah we definitely both agree on but then let's picture the picture the situation um where you're sat in a room or a padded cell if you like <laughs> um sat in a padded cell with a younger version of yourself so the version of you from six months ago when you first started to stream um other than what we've just said about you know obviously you know having smart targets and being true to yourself are there any other bits of advice that you think you give? And I'm talking a case of you, you have like five minutes with younger you. What would you say outside of what we've already mentioned just? Absolutely. I, I think the biggest thing in all of my all of my life in general really is is mm. consistency. And mm. um when I was when I just started, I was streaming random days random times and although that works for a lot of a lot of people absolutely for me it meant that i couldn't hold myself accountable um so much much earlier in my streaming journey i would tell myself to stick to a schedule um mm. to do to do what i'm doing now which is relatively modest we're doing tuesdays and thursdays um mm. so it's twice a week and the reason that I've set my, I've set that lower than than perhaps expected, is because it's achievable. It 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 can work around my life, and it doesn't control it. I found myself streaming so often and so frequently that it impacted the relationships that I had, and mm. it, it's not it's not. It didn't it didn't work in the end so i would tell mm. my little my little you know six month younger self um probably similar size actually thinking about it but um, <laughs> <laughs> um I, I would tell him build your schedule and mm -hmm. stick to it and focus on the things that you can control like yep. pressing go live and doing it consistently mm -hmm. and stop stressing about the things that you cannot control I think that's what I tell myself. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think it's kind of, you know, so you spoke about how kind of you felt like, you know, you streaming got a lot. And so you felt like you, you had to obviously then to scale things back. And I think that as a new streamer, if you go onto 
TV and see the person who's kind of featured, um, if you go to their channel, you'll see they have 10,000 viewers. You go down into the panels, they've got all the socials that are linked and populated. And I think it kind of it creates that like a full standard. Yeah. That, okay, I've got to have this. I've got to have a TikTok, a Twitter, Instagram, a Discord, a Ko-Fi, a Netty shop. Blah, 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 blah. When, especially in the earlier phase, although it's easy to get to get like swept up in that, in the madness. Yeah. Having yeah, having things that, um, not only are, um, achievable like you say because then going from not streaming at all to streaming, uh, you know, four or five times a week and also having content for socials, is, is, probably one of the most the hardest things you can probably do going from nothing to this a new like way of life exactly then like having it like um being able to stream less often will be able to to give it complete and utter you know energy is so much better right than streaming four or five times a week when the energy isn't quite there and i think that's infinitely more important because like we said previously you know if you're not happy then then, then then your viewers will kind of pick up on that and i think that's a perfect example of if you're completely burnt out you're knackered you're tired you're hungry you haven't like had a chance to to sit down with your friends or your partner in weeks <laughs> it's like that's that's not the way right that's just not, not the way and yeah to do things i, um, I think so yeah. i think i think if you if you really if you do anything as zero to 100 it's so mm. easier to go back to zero um once you falter oh these and... quotes oh god <laughs> it's it's so good oh my god yeah um yeah mm. it is it is and and if you if you go zero to 30 to 50 to 60 and then and then to climb gradually you, you'll you'll be able to be more consistent and and that will show and that 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 was that was a, a, a mistake that i had to make to to go back and i i think streaming twice a week it, it doesn't lead itself to doing it full time as it stands mm. um mm-hmm. it's it's not possible but that's not my goal right now it's to mm. it's to have consistency to have more conversations to to just have fun and mm. i can do that i can do that tuesday thursdays absolutely maybe later on I start dropping in week- weekend streams and, and mm-hmm. we start to do that. But it's easier to scale up and bolt on than it is to go from... It, it's impossible. Uh, it's impossible to yeah. throw yourself at it. If you have the ability, amazing. I, I commend you 100%. Um, mm-hmm. But I think for the most for most of us, to gradually build yourself up to it is the way to play. Mm. And, that, and that isn't to say that it makes it easier but it doesn't mean that it's easy because oh, no, of course not no 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 oh yeah. because god it's i mean the the whole idea of kind of having to be be your own broadcaster a marketer um graphic designer in most cases yada 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 yeah you know there's lots to take on and if anything it makes a lot more sense to stream less initially so that you can learn these skills you can put the time that you would be to just kind of stream it into learning how to okay what sort of stuff can i can i use socials how can i cut my clips so i can put them on twitter and tiktok and exactly yeah if you set the foundation you know obviously doing what all the things that you in quote marks should be doing as long as that aligns with 
with you and obviously what you want to achieve then yeah then mm-hmm. uh so because like the whole the um success is very um what's the word success is um what's the word for something that's like it's um relative yeah right yeah exactly it, in the way that you know a um a new streamer getting getting a new getting a first time chatter for the first time is wonderful mm-hmm. whereas a a partner streamer is trying to you know kind of go full time or whatever that is so like it's easy to, to to kind of to look at the successes of of other bigger different creators and then and then think that that's the kind of standard that I have to attain to exactly but in reality it's kind of success is success because it's relative to you and what you said about how having the smart targets that explains that perfectly because um you know you're saying how every stream you're hoping that ideally you get like at least a new chatter or a new follower mm-hmm. and if you don't get that okay that's a shame but also if you do get that that's that success that is relative to your position and what you want to achieve and i think that's that's again sage advice and i think that um hopefully you know that can kind of help again so like i could i could almost say that i hope that that, that at least that at least a, a new person listens to this podcast and maybe this helps bury something in the conscious absolutely it just kind of helps them to push on because it could be quite like a lonely um place right initially can be very lonely and it's but also there's i think there's there's um a lot of good um from understanding that you aren't alone a lot of people you know they kind of share these same worries and it's only through you know obviously through the means of trying to connect with other people that you can offload some of that you know those worries and then suddenly it becomes a lot more a lot more manageable well, yeah, um, I read a statistic that mm. there's at, at any at like at one point there are two million, two million people streaming, um, mm. and and actively streaming on a regular basis, and mm. you're you're competing uh, in in this space mm. for for you know views and people to to engage in your community with that many people. If mm. you focus on all of them you will go mad Mm. it's not possible yeah yeah. but if you you well i just dropped the mic um if you focus (laughs) if you focus on instead if you focus on instead your your controllable and what you're doing then that is that is so much easier in my opinion to to continue um Mm. well that so that in mind then so you know obviously we've kind of spoken a little bit about um your entry in streaming and obviously things that you'd that you'd obviously pass on to other people who may be listening and also to your younger self um so and it seems that you you, you that you are very kind of like you are very um um motivated to push on and to kind of see what's next yeah so over the next say um year or so what is in store for the cat in a box community Absolutely. what is yeah. how do you kind of or do you not know yet and that's also perfectly fine yeah so my, my focus right now is is 
to build on what I'm doing. I've I've got Adventures Days, which is mm. Tuesday is adventure based game, and then we've got Throwdown Thursdays, which is is that sounds games. A very similar to Open World Wednesday. It that's does. Funny. It does. Maybe there's oh, a okay. maybe there's a level of uh, <laughs> level of inspiration that that, that one. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah I, that was that's that's one thing as far as content. Be- beyond that, um, I'm so where I am. I'm I'm part of. Uh, I'm in the I'm in the lounge, and I'm, I'm taking up a good a good space here, which is relatively unfair on on Erin. Mm-hmm. We are looking to move, and I see being able to move and have our own space uh where i can dedicate to a streaming space i think's something that's in the back of my mind and that's mm. that's something i'm looking forward to setting up and doing it properly as mm. far as hardware um and then other than that i i really want to be more custom in the in the stream itself i've mm. i've luck i've i'm i quite like the the placeholder sort of overlays that i have at the moment uh, but mm-hmm. i would like it to be more custom so i'm looking yes. into um more cat in a box themed get uh, channel so that it works throughout um so to to mm-hmm. focus on the branding that's something that i'm i'm working on and and yeah i like my consistency i just need to i think everything around it now and the good news mm-hmm. is with that is that it can be it can be it can be an improvement that's not again zero to 100 i can mm. bolt on one bit at a time and yeah. compare my, and actually sort of you know focus on one improvement after the next mm. um rather than focusing on everything at once so really it's just it's just going to be better what i'm doing but better that's that's what i'm focusing on next yeah so so um whether that, that that's kind of hardware or in the brand or in yourself obviously it's like a, a series of improvements yeah and then so then harping back a little bit to obviously the um you know kind of speaking to that younger self so with that in mind how do you think that you've actually improved as a streamer in comparison to when you started as in yeah. what are the key things that you can think actually you know what um, because if I could, because um, one thing that I think that you, you do exceptionally well is when a new person comes in, you will very much drop everything to try and engage with that person. And you'll kind of try, instantly try and strike up some kind of common ground. And I think that is massive. And I think that kind of puts people at ease right away. So I'd say, um, you know, as a viewer, as a fan woo! um you know i think that that's a really amazing a trait that, that obviously that you've nurtured and that is an extension of your personality but how else do you think that you've improved as um as a streamer absolutely um everything's been incremental um mm. i quite like i quite like the, the the camera setup that i've got and, and leading into a lego build um mm. and having that as part of yeah to work out how that works and technically um yeah and technically how that worked with two cameras two sources that was pretty cool to to, to sort out and fix um mm-hmm. I, I like that i've done that um i i like the the biggest way i personally the biggest way that i think i've improved is consistency uh there's mm-hmm. there's a huge space to improve further and but but yeah and i think leading into more 
being able to be more genuinely enthusiastic about the games that I'm playing and to be true to myself on that, I think comes across. That's that's one thing that I, I think I've improved on. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think that's, you know, I think that's a, a very nice, you know, obviously um, with all with your kind of start of your journey, with, with the things that you've learned or you feel like that you've learned and obviously the, the lessons that you've passed on. I think that's a very nice roundup of kind of all the things that um, that, that hopefully can help others to, you know, to, to kind of have that confidence to kind of start on things. And I think that's wonderful. There's a lot that, um, you know, that, um, um, that I can take and a lot that other creators hopefully can take as well. Um, and, you know, I can't thank you enough for, you know, for opening up a little bit and obviously not being, and not kind of shying away from going into, you know, the topics of mental health and stuff and your and your personal experiences because i think it's you know it isn't easy to to say hey i'm bad at this or you know this wasn't great kind of thing but i think in doing so it it's testament to how genuine you are as a person but but also it's very helpful advice that i think really can help a lot a lot of people so thank you for you know for going to go into that in the you know in the depth that you have because i think it's yeah i think yeah. it's great yeah, as I say, I think it's important that that mm. everyone has that understanding that that it, everyone goes through ups and downs. Absolutely, I I think uh, personally, I'm very very good, very good actually, of mm. putting out what I'm not good at, and I'm mm. not exceptional at recognizing where I am good at something. Um, mm. And actually, you saying that question has made me think of it a little bit more, and and to be more thankful and more appreciative of either the journey that I have got. So, well, thank you for asking that question as well. No, that's fine, because I feel like it's kind of uh, something that I spoke to. I think it was when I was with um, just being James last episode. Uh -huh. We spoke about how it's very easy to get wrapped up in where you're going rather than seeing where you are and the progress you've made. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if you're like hellbent on this goal, you make all this progress but then you're still focused on that one goal. You aren't giving yourself the credit that you should be giving to give you that motivation to then carry on. The and then yeah. after a while, you know, obviously that's when people begin to burn out or when people feel like, or they drop off or, or they feel like they're getting nowhere. Um, Cause like, well, that's an interesting kind of topic. Cause I know that um, when it comes to burnout, not, not serious, um when it comes to burnouts <laughs> so um have you ever experienced that or do you think you're ever on the cusp of of burnout or and then how was that you know and, and how was that experience if Absolutely. you have you know yeah. had it? um I, I think if you're putting a lot of content out there and mm -hmm. you start to see yeah i think i think burnout is a really really common thing in this in this environment in this industry um especially mm. when it's self-motivation that, that gets you doing it and yeah. you're just pushing through you sort of yeah um have i experienced it to a point of i i think so um mm. i i i'm when i was doing significantly more streams and mm. it got to the end of the week and it was a oh i've got to do it all again Mm. Um, it didn't help that the job that I was in, I was very much at the other side of burnout there, and mm. I, 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 I'd burned out so much that I, 
it, it'd been very scary the lack of um the lack of into it like in internal motivation that mm. i was getting for that job anymore um so in in my career i've definitely experienced burnout um mm. in this industry with with streaming i caught it early on and i was able to mitigate and that's one of the reasons why i went down to twice a week rather than mm -hmm. anything else to to sort of circumvent really doing myself some damage um mm. and i was actually very inspired on your side of things as well gambit where you you did also need to take a step back and i think that's very commendable and and mm. the correct thing to do how, how was that experience mm. in that sense so so that was yeah so i think because i was kind of i was of the um i was feeling very great about the whole streaming thing i thought that i could like you know um i could feel things were growing and i kind of i felt like i was on a bit of a roll with twitch content especially with hover and tiktok because it got to a point where for the best part of a month i was posting two or three times a day yep. and i went from like 200 to 1200 followers in that in that time yeah and i kind of and i was almost like afraid of stopping because i thought i don't want to get off this, this hype train i want to kind of keep riding it until you know but then it got to a point when i kind of because on a friday that's my day where i don't work um and that's a day that i simply just i sit and make tiktoks i cut up the vods and i do all these different things um and i got up on a friday and i just i very much didn't want to get out of bed and mm. initially i thought i'm just a bit tired yeah <laughs> um and that kind of extended for a couple of days and i kind of thought i don't really have the fire that I had a week ago and initially i put it down like, like i said to just oh i'm just a bit tired i'll just get some more sleep but then it became pretty obvious after after like a certain point that i was like i think i know why this is happening i think <laughs> i know why because just the yeah the sheer amount of content that i think i was pumping out was significant and was you know important for the growth and obviously you know i feel like i've um i did have some amazing success from that and got to meet some wonderful people through that um but but i just thought twitch tiktok twitter and the podcast will still be here exactly. after a short break and even though it's difficult to like to like swallow your pride and say okay i'm gonna just take it take a bit of a break it was definitely needed yeah and i think i caught it in the early phase i don't think i was actually burnt out i think i was on the cusp of it and um but then after that short break again you can kind of have that time but then again i'm back to firing on all, you know i'm back to firing again by the first stream back a little while ago after yeah. like an illness as well recording this which is great you know the uh, things on TikTok are going back up. There's always a new thing in stream, like a new feature, a new addition, a new channel point, a new whatever. And I'm kind of you know trying to experiment with those things again. But but yeah, that was quite like it was very upsetting in a way because I felt like there was like a moment of um, almost a shame mm. almost because it's like, well, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, do you want to make this your thing? So get up and do it. But then that only goes so far 
and I, I think that um, even though you know we can make all the, make all this content, we are still these kind of you know these um, these like simple human beings that need the basic things. You know, like um, I wasn't really spending um, as much time with a partner, or I wasn't really spending as much time playing games on my own or doing this and that and the other. And I think um, I've obviously like. I've used that experience to kind of to scale things back a little bit and reassess the priorities and where things lie. Yeah. And because of that, like, it's a, it's a kick in the mouth. Of course it is. But also, I've came out of it, you know, in a better place um, than I was when I first went into it. So that was probably my... Yeah. And I imagine that, you know, things are probably similar for a lot of people, you know. And I guess the, there are comparisons to be drawn in between uh, me and yourself in obviously our... In our experiences so um... i think i think what you've done though is you've you've equipped yourself with the tools to Mm. understand and and get ahead of it in in future and Mm. that i think i think the way that you put this content out is is such high quality it does Mm. demand a lot of attention and a lot of thought Mm. and a um yeah and it, it just highlights the fact that when you when you inevitably come across these uh let's say trolls um mm. <laughs> who say yeah. oh it's just so easy to stream you just play video mm. games don't you and it's yeah. it, it's not that it, it, it's the amount of it is a performance and it, the amount mm-hmm. of planning and preparation that goes in before it is it is a lot and mm. to be demeaned is yeah it, it, it's it's a, it's a it's a spicy thing to swallow well it's like how you know they always say that a you know a, a negative comment will always stand out in front of like fifty positive ones. Yeah, and good I guess point. It's kind yeah. of you can you always look at oh, um, Jono the troll sixteen said your content is shit and therefore all my hard work is undone and I must start again. <laughs> it's almost like you know that kind of that kind of thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, it's um, but also um, I'm glad that, that obviously that, that we can both share our kind of thoughts and our experiences and um again because the whole point of this was to kind of shine more of a light on on not the dark side of twitch but the issues that come with it but also you know look at what's amazing about you know being in the age of streaming yeah. and the things that can be done um i mean you know us being friends has came uh, through that through that system and i think there's with everything in life there's always going to be the hard parts but again it's more a case of like how you, uh, of how that that, that you um, respond to these things. That's it. That's, a, that's a change, right? Well, yeah. Um, the, the, the whole the whole idea of of it having to work for something to get past it um, mm. and actually appreciate the success you've done it leads mm. itself to uh life streaming and even video mm. games this is why from software games are so popular in the first place mm. right because yeah, it's not true. easy it is tricky and you understand that going in and despite that you push on and you grow and you get better and mm. you it, it, the success is that much sweeter and mm. i think expecting something to be very very easy is setting mm. yourself up for very uh, for a tricky experience yeah. um but knowing that you can grow as an individual and push yourself forward, that's mm. what gets us through these sort of things. And it's why we like, stream and yeah. everything, yeah. I feel like it's... And having that 
time, you know, obviously to yourself and to do things that you enjoy that isn't on stream is also really, really important because I Absolutely. guess you can then have your space. So then on that note, are you playing anything in particular just to yourself? So I know Elden Ring will probably be one of them, right? But are you up, playing yeah. anything offline when you're not streaming right now or yeah. just in general? It's so um the most recent game that really absorbed me uh was sifu and although mm. i streamed that i did I, I streamed that twice uh mm. and i put maybe six or so hours on stream um i put about 30 hours of it off stream and mm. it really really pulled me in <laughs> interestingly enough for the same reason that the Elden ring it's a really really tough unforgiving game that punishes mm. you but yeah. you get better at it and then mm-hmm. you become uh just the the the, the sense of success is huge so mm-hmm. sifu i played that um other than that i'm playing dipping my toe in in pokemon arceus mm-hmm. that's a big game uh yeah. horizon <laughs> horizon forbidden west i mm-hmm. i've i've played the first six or so hours of that that mm-hmm. is remarkable experience mm. uh, yeah so th- what i mean with um i think that with um pokemon and, and horizon i think people are are pretty familiar with obviously as and obviously they're going to have their reasons why they'll be you know they'll be great to play but then i think a seafood isn't quite as as no i don't think so no maybe not for those who don't know do you want to kind of talk a little bit about the concept and the mechanics of because I, I, I saw you streaming but and that's the only that i've the only thing that i've ever saw but yeah. I know that it's a very unique concept, right? But I'll let you kind of, you yeah, know, of explain that and why it's so cool. So it's a, it's, I guess by definition, a roguelite. And mm. you are, you're a survivor of a attack on your family. And mm-hmm. you spent eight years training in Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. And the idea is you're taking down in a very kill bill-esque way you're taking Mm. down the people that that attacked your your family and Mm -hmm. there's only five levels so Mm -hmm. on the surface that seems very slim but the replayability is is key when Mm -hmm. when you're when you're playing and you're fighting you are in a sense immortal every time that you Mm. die you add one death to your or one year to your age so Mm -hmm. dying at age 20 means that you are revived at age 21 and when you die again you have two years added to your age so you know what they're saying gamers don't die they simply respawn (laughs) simply respawn (laughs) exactly so you're immortal at the cost of time and mm. as you grow older, your attacks get more powerful because of the experience mm-hmm. that's implied there. But you become mm-hmm. more fragile because you're mm-hmm. older. So you hit okay. harder, you get hit harder. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a game where, for the most part, if you if you do something wrong, you're punished. And mm-hmm. it's only you to blame. So yep. you get better and you get out of that situation before you find it next time and you you sort Mm -hmm. of push on it's also one of the most gorgeous games that i've played in recent memory um Mm. it's a real 
it's really artistically driven uh some of the visuals will stick with me forever and mm-hmm. if you just if you if you do anything else look look into there's a there's a, a mission in the museum and it's the most gorgeous experience i've had in a video game for a long time mm-hmm. so okay i love I, I love i love games like that i mean is it on steam or is it uh, epic games or what's it the... is oh it is playstation 5 playstation 4 it is on pc okay. but i i'm leaning towards epic i think it's so on epic. sifu is yes so it's epic yeah yeah i guess if um so if someone doesn't pick it up Use promo code now. <laughs> Use promo code <laughs> yeah. Catanavox for... Um, <laughs> if only. Oh, my word. If only. If only. Someday. You know, One someday. day. Yeah, we'll I'm, get there. We'll get there. I mean, based off of all, all the reviews, I guess, yeah. I mean, everyone's saying 10 out of 10 and 9 out of 10 from, like, from, in quote marks, re- reputable um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. companies. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think... I, I mean, I haven't got PS5, so I don't think... Um, I think with Horizon... I probably would play it on controller, so yep. I may get it on on PC. But also, it's another reason for me to get a PS5 because I do want to get one at some point. But obviously, you know, I'm just happy with PC stuff. But then that seems like quite a nice mixture having um, having like Horizon and um, Pokemon. They are they are similar in the way that they're open world, but sure. also drast- drastically different. Um, and then also kind of have, having Sifu was almost like a pick up and play kind of thing, despite it being horrendously. Punishing. horrendously difficult and punishing and painful because yeah. have you have you completed that or uh, you yeah. still kind of like okay yeah right. um so i've completed it there's there's two endings i've got the the mm-hmm. secret ending um Ooh. and i'm looking it it takes something special for one one to try and drive me to platinum again and mm. it it makes me want to platinum and I am a completionist by nature, um, but it, okay. still needs, it still needs to be something that I enjoy doing. And I think. Well, have I, you got a, a game that you're particularly proud of saying that you've platinumed, or maybe a game that, that you're not proud of that you've platinumed? <laughs> um, I'd say, I'd say, before the updates, uh-huh. I completed Skyrim, and when I say I completed mm. Skyrim, I completed skyrim i saw every 100%. square meter of that video game there was a period oh. when i was younger where uh-huh. um i have i haven't i haven't ever i haven't throughout my life had particularly good skin and i have needed to uh go to hospital to, to sort of you know help alongside that and get treatment mm-hmm. and when i got home from that treatment i would play skyrim so for mm. the best part of six months, eight months, every single spare minute was spent mm-hmm. on Skyrim. And mm-hmm. it was, that is one that I'm particularly proud of. I got max level and everything. I, you know, a thousand G'd uh, on, the, mm-hmm. on the 360. So that is one that I was particularly, particularly proud of as mm-hmm. far as, uh, as far as, you know, completionist. Mm-hmm. What am I not proud of completing? Mm, there must there must be a little there must be a diamond somewhere. So, like a like a um a kind of like a Hello Kitty adventure or something. <laughs> there must be somewhere. I I I'd say I'm still I'm still relatively proud of it, but not proud of how far down the rabbit hole I went. I mm. a thousand G'd every Lego game up to Avengers. Okay. So I I spent 
hundreds hundreds of hours on the lego games um mm -hmm. be that okay. lego indiana jones or lego jurassic yeah. park or i mean i don't think that's something to be ashamed of i think <laughs> they are they have their place yeah. as a fun co-op experience and like a light-hearted take on much of the franchises as i know that we both love so yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's i mean to what um have a think about it and we'll come back to that um Absolutely. like either later or just afterwards and we can because uh, i do want to know because there's definitely something in there there must be there's got if to you like, be because if you're like a gamer score hunter then there has to be something there right well do you remember do you remember uh this is obscure but do you remember a 360 video game called brink i'm gonna just google it because it yeah. does seem somewhat familiar so that was um xbox 360 yeah it was 360 and the premise of Green. that is that they tried to do a class-based shooter a multiplayer based single player experience so no a multiplayer based campaign experience and there okay. was parkour and there was different body styles that made you move a little bit different and it was a mm -hmm. really really deep game on the surface in mm -hmm. practice, it was one of the worst launched games ever, <laughs> and I, I couldn't get. An, I, I just, it was buggy, it was horrid, it was not particularly fun, but okay. <laughs> I still got a thousand G on that as well. I see. <laughs> I mean, the the artwork looks wonderful, and <laughs> yeah. the whole like it's got like almost like a Borderlands meets Gears of War kind of look. <laughs> you know kind of a, a funny yeah. way which is quite which is quite a weird combo to have but um i mean isn't it funny though how even how uh, obviously that, that that was a bad release and even now companies just can't quite get it right can't know when it comes to yeah, when it comes won't. to releasing things on time or releasing things in a playable state <laughs> all just, sorts of wonderful or, hurdles or releasing them at all um oh yeah that, that's true it's like, oh yeah you know the game that i said that i released about a year ago um <laughs> not anymore no, anyway uh, yeah, yeah th thanks for your pre-orders i want to keep that and then um, we'll go from there ooh, okay do you know i mean that's a pretty good uh, do you know the modern Medal of Honor? Well, I say the modern War Medal Warfighter. Yeah, Warfighter War and mm -hmm. 2013, 2012. Um, yes. So that, again, generally received as one of the most, one of the more poorer uh, mm. experiences of Medal of Honor. And yeah. it drew me so deeply. Um, I, I've got all, every achievement on both of those. And... Mm -hmm. Oh, the, the multiplayer on that it's just reminded me oh my word is it, is it like isn't it kind of an interesting how like i think a lot of people tend to base their opinions on games off reviews yeah rather rather than just kind of like playing it objectively and then finding out for themselves yeah you know i, I think we're all we're all very susceptible to a nine out of ten or a four out of ten and mm. um yeah i i think it's incredible, isn't it? Where mm. in this in this industry where we find a game that gets reviewed and it's reviewed seven out of ten, you think mm. oh, that's not worth my time. Um, mm. But if you just play it and you just you just experience it, then then you can make your own mind up. And I, I yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? A lot of people don't want yeah, to make their own I, mind. Because like, I'm trying to think of like a, a game that was kind of that was slammed that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed or, Cyberpunk. Or... That was that's a bit yeah. Interesting. So that's kind of a because I watched um, I don't know are you familiar with um, with Gaming Mule or uh, um, Kuto Pain? 
Uh, We've been in Game Chat a few times and they kind of mm-hmm. hover in the community a little bit. I don't know whether you've had the pleasure yet. Yeah. Um, but um, and, and Mule was playing it um, recently because there's a patch recently as well yeah. um, to, to fix again. I guess it's just more things are fixed and, and, and streamlined. And, and watching that being played seemed a wonderful. And I do have it. Um, so maybe it's worth kind of picking it back up um, to kind of see how that is. But I guess, um, although I kind of have only the capacity for one open world game at the minute, and that's Elden Ring. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe after the fact. But I mean, uh, from what I initially played, I didn't have that many issues personally. Not what people had reported. But then you played on uh, PC. So right? that'll probably be one. That'll probably be one. Um, or. Equally, a game that was meant to be amazing, but I didn't understand. Uh-huh. Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Okay. So, I, I like Norman Reedus. I'm uh-huh. a fan of The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. That's cool. That's great. I and I know that Kojima, just being Kojima, just doing Kojima things. And you know what? In my eyes, that man can never do wrong. Yep. But on this occasion, <laughs> but on this occasion, there was just something I just... There's probably a deeper message that I, that my small brain just didn't quite understand, but it just really didn't, it didn't tickle my nipples, if you know what I mean. I know exactly you know? what you mean. Um, oh, do you agree? Do you <laughs> well, agree? yeah, De- Death Stranding. I bought the PlayStation 4 Pro limited edition Death Stranding console, <laughs> which you did. admittedly is mm. gorgeous. It's yes. absolutely stunning. It um, is. And it's got a urine-coloured controller, but... Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's, it's unusual. It's really unusual. It's sort of see-through mm. and uh, very, very yellow. Anyway, um, it's... But I agree. We, we played the first 15 hours of it. And mm. every... It, it looks pretty. It's weird. It, you know, it's a really, really deep game. But minute to minute, I was bored. I was, mm. I was just bored. And when i was walking across the the open landscape and the music kicked in and there was ambient mm. ambiance and the there was some you know bt going going nuts and there was some exciting stuff around you then then yeah okay okay this is a video game this is actually a video mm. game mm. but for the most part i didn't really feel that is that the same your side or how yeah, do you feel i'd say like there was a lot of nothing and a i know that, that was meant to kind of i know that that was sort of like supposed to emphasize the fact that this is an empty world and everything's sad and bleh. i get yep. that but but also the kind of it didn't really engage me in the way that i that i was kind of hoping that, that it would yeah um so yeah i yeah i get that completely and i'm kind of i'm scrolling down my my steam library now to try and find something that i wasn't really that I was either underwhelmed or overwhelmed by. And nothing really comes to mind. I mean, um, I don't know whether it counts because A New World was my first ever MMO. Yeah. And I know that it's kind of c- coming to a lot of criticism because of the lack of content and yada, yada, yada. Um, but then I think that took me by surprise in the way that because it is my first, my first ever MMO, and I and I sunk a lot of time into that, and still do from time to time. Um, so that would probably be mine. I wasn't expecting to adore New World in the way that I did, but that's mainly because it was a new thing that I hadn't really tried before, rather than being like a bad or a good game, yeah. you know, in inherently. Other than that, or like 
what do you think about um, games that are maybe criminally underrated? Because that's a good category. Because again, that's like mm. ticking both boxes almost. Yeah, I've got one. If I if I'm yeah, start. fire away, and I'll, I'll I'll have a little think. Yeah. So I I think for me, Hunt Showdown. Ooh, is, yes. You were talking about this last time. Yeah. So Hunt Showdown. Um, I imagine people are pretty much aware, but for those who may not be aware, it's a every a cool spin on the whole battle royale genre, where like in the way that um, it's PvPVE. And you are in teams of hunters, in teams of two or three, or you can play solo. And you plonked on this huge map. And the objective is to kind of, to find the clues that are marked on your map. And the clues, they lead to um, a boss. And every uh, every person, every team has to kill said boss, extract their soul, and then get out of the map without being killed by the enemies in the, in the realm by the other hunters by the boss and it's sort of like a the um i don't quite know what time period it's in but the sound design is unlike anything that i've ever experienced in my entire life the game itself looks gorgeous the guns are really cool it's almost like um um a gothic kind of western kind of thing it's very it's very unique very special very very cool and it's and for me, it doesn't get the credit that it deserves, but it's criminally underrated. But also, the thing that makes it so kind of engaging is the fact that there is a bit of a um, a perma death element in the oh, way that. Why did you do that? Yeah, so you recruit a hunter that's your hunter, and you can spend your hunt dollars to give them certain, um, like a weapon, give them equipment, give them uh, things to throw, things to set as a trap. Uh, all, and all of these things but then if you're in the game and your hunter gets shot and dies you lose that hunter forever and all the equipment that goes with it but also it's made easy to get the currency so you can just get a new one and try a different configuration with a bunch of different guns a bunch of equipments and this sounds like a sponsor but it isn't a sponsor <laughs> but, um, Again, but, we but wish. if they but if they wanted to, then yes, absolutely. <laughs> but now, for me, probably Hunt Showdown, criminally underrated. And if you haven't already, you can probably get it for like 15, 20 pounds. And that's both to you, Kat, and to anyone else. And just trust me. Just, just trust me. It's very, very that, good. It's the, the, those sort of extraction style games that have gotten so much more popular. Um, Markov, Hunt, yeah, yeah. you know. Well, mm. they tried it with 2042 with... I don't even remember what it's called. Like black box, I can't remember. Has hazard, hazard zone. zone. But you're a better, better memory than I. I, I played that once zone. and thought, well, this is boring. Um, <laughs> once is once. Anyway, what's yeah. next? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I I I like those style of games, and I think I think it's now that game developers aren't pulling punches. Games are mm. harder now, and. It's mm. making you think more, and I love it. Um, mm. There is a, I suppose, an accessibility discussion to be had. Um, yes, did, absolutely. Do they go too far the other way? And in a real experience, does more people playing video games? Well, that's better, right? Um, yeah. But I think. Well, in like, well, on that topic, I mean, what are, we're going to go a little bit into that as well, then. Yeah. You know, into the topic of kind of accessibility because. You know, we speak about 
that wouldn't ring the hardcore nature of Sifu and Hunt Showdown and Tarkov being extremely punishing. Mm -hmm. But then, I guess, games are meant to be enjoyed by everyone, in quote marks. Yeah. So, um, you know, so obviously, there's definitely an argument to say that every game should have options to make them either more accessible or to make them less punishing. But then I can see sort of on the flip side how people are like, well, but that's pulling away from the DNA of the game. Because having a Dark Souls game or Bloodborne Uttering that's easy, it sort of pulls away from their identity. But also, I get how, you know, it can be quite um, disheartening for those who do want to play the game, but, you know, can't meet the um, the level that the devs have set. Yeah. So, well, it's, you know. it's, it's an impossible situation, isn't it? Because mm. as a game developer, we're trying to stick true to the way that you want to develop that video game um, mm. and to uh, understand that it's not for everyone, you're not making a game for everyone, is mm. a really tricky thing to to toe around. Um, mm. And it's, it's, it's an absolutely very very true complaint is you know Mm. games are for everyone that's why we see things like the xbox adaptive controller which is one of the best wonderful it's one of the best things that's happened in video games Mm. and you see more people playing video games and in in general (laughs) what an incredible success story that is well even then it's like you know you see people who complete dark to complete like you know dark souls with a harmonica or like <laughs> yeah. donkey kong yeah. bongo drums and like but then it's a shame that that, that that people have to kind of like to find their own way rather than just being options available you know yeah but then but i mean i can't even imagine the sense of achievement that would come from having something that's already difficult and having the patience to complete it in this non-standard kind of way yeah. Uh, but yeah, I get what you mean about how it's you know an impossible well the paradox right you know and I and I guess it's kind of everyone has their stance and everyone's sort of at this point of tension but it's like okay what do we do <laughs> you yeah. know like what do we actually do because um, like I don't know I feel like if um, with a lot of things. I tend to kind of try and think, well, if I had, you know, maybe like a friend or maybe um, a kid if I was older who obviously wanted to play this game, mm. but it was like horrendously difficult. Like, um, how would I feel if I knew that they were dejected or they felt like they weren't good enough to play this game? And it wouldn't be nice, you know, for you as the person and to obviously to, to have your peers who kind of feel that same way. Um, but, but then... In reality, would it really be such a bad thing just to have these things that can help people explore a story without having to worry about the mechanics that are so punishing? It's sort of it's different with online games, but you know, like single player narratives could definitely um, obviously be a little bit more accessible. I think. I think we are seeing the introduction of story mode difficulty um mm. I, yeah. I i saw it when when i booted up horizon forbidden west okay. um there was a there was a story difficulty and actually sony 
Sony are exceptionally good at inclusion of mm. uh, of games. And I, well, actually, thinking about it, Horizon Zero Dawn is, or Horizon as a series, is a punishingly difficult game when you mm. make it so. Um, yep. But you can also have quite an easy experience and 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 walk through it as far as the story and and really involve mm. yourself there. I think they've done it pretty well. But when mm. the core of your video game is you need to get better and your growth is what gets you past this next part, how do you make that accessible? Um, mm. I don't. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's kind of well, yeah, because like it's kind of, it's a case of you know, especially with something that's open world in the way that Horizon is. If you yeah. um, 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 wonder from from a start to the north of the map where there's the the super three thousand t-rex fire breathing <laughs> rocket launcher wielding dinosaur then yeah you know you, you're probably going to get smacked but then 100%. but then and, and you're right in its case of like well that it can't really be easy because then that would defeat the whole idea of having areas that are set to your you know to your like bracket of um you know the health or whatever but also the freedom to do so should be a right of the person that's, that's paid the price so it, again we're just going like we're looping back on ourselves really but then yeah, it's um it's something that i mean maybe it's a case of that's something for the devs to solve if anything good luck good luck anyway yeah so <laughs> yeah so there's your there's your problem <laughs> that's your homework uh, <laughs> and then i sat there yeah i'll be waiting yeah to tell you all the things that you've done wrong i'll be waiting <laughs> Okay, cool. So, um, I think a lot of of what like we've kind of kind of covered a lot of what we said. The one thing that I was curious about um, was um, gaming guilty pleasures. Oh yeah, okay, I got some. So, of those. so something that yeah, so things that you know that you like. You know what? No, I like it, and I don't care who knows it. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, what would they be? So for me. Uh, especially the last two years mm, mm. yeah about two years it's been Fortnite and Fortnite Fortnite it's been one of those games that I fully understand that it's it's <laughs> it's game it's geared towards children it's it's geared towards that sort of thing um, but I have had such fun playing Fortnite mm. over the last couple of years um, okay. and yeah, I, I'd say that's that's pretty high up there as for mm. <laughs> for for people that <laughs> might might have differing opinions, I suppose. But I yeah, I think it's I think it's brilliant. I have such great fun. Okay, so let's have an exit. Let's do a little exercise. Yeah, impromptu. Yep. So I'm going to give you like a, a, a like a, a mechanic in that game. I Go. want you to tell me out of ten how good or how bad that you think you are. Okay. Okay. So. Shooting people and accuracy. Nine. Really? Yeah, okay. I'm good at shooting people. I'm, I'm Building. Good at shooting people. Building four. I can mm. do it. There are other people that are better. What about counter building? As in if someone is on top of you, getting out of a sticky situation. I I've I've had some absolutely incredible fights incredible mm. building fights that i have won against people that i know are better than me so mm. maybe six or seven um interesting yeah. okay 
Um, what about, well, I, I mean, that's, <laughs> is that it? Hang on. There's the shooting, there's building, and then there's like, um, okay, what about keeping calm and keeping your cool? <laughs> no. I, I, is there a negative? Minus negative <laughs> about, you know, they're about. Yeah, I, I, I'm a panicky boy. Um, mm. and sometimes if i've got the right mood um i can control that and i can get out of a situation and and i can beat the other people uh but yeah. most of the time there's screaming involved that goes alongside that oh yeah <laughs> but then but then the thing is though that's that but then what you, you make up for that with sheer enthusiasm and that's an 11 that's like right <laughs> off the chart that's not a problem okay yeah. i mean a fortnight wasn't what i was expecting but i guess i can see how it it's still the um um um, a monster yeah. that is in the gaming industry, it's, and I can did, and I can definitely see why it's popular because it is, you know, this like a, a very addictive, um, a fun thing that's got a lot of lots of integration with obviously pop culture and things. A lot of polish. so well for me, it's and, the fact that I can play with Erin and we can play together. Ah, um, and we yeah that we we've we there's not there's not a huge amount of cross-section on our venn diagrams of video games and mm. fortnite is slam in the middle and we can both play it because i like to i like to shoot things i like to to, to win and to mm. you know go that side of things and erin is brilliant at awareness and mm. knowing where we are in the map and where we are next we both have mm. our own individual roles and mm. that's brilliant it's really good mm. i i really think you should consider hunt I, I think really I should do. consider Hunt as well. I, it's yeah. excellent. I feel like... Um, I will admit, there are some... There, there are some gamers. There are some gamers. And there are some of the the, um, the super gamers with the gaming chairs, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. There's, there's some. Um, but I'd, I'd give it... Yeah, I'd give it... Um, just give it a thought. And, have you um, done Tarkov? Have you found yourself there? I have Tarkov. And I, uh, I watch a couple of Tarkov streamers. Yep. Um, but there's many on there for the streamer rather than the game sure. itself. Um, it just kind of seems like quite the big hill to climb. Um, and yeah. I, and like, oh, you've been shot through the stomach. Well then, you better um, press all these keys in the correct order and have the correct meds in this situation and make sure you don't starve to death or, um, or or die of thirst or dive dehydration or watch out for that guard with the big rifle oh you're dead never mind start again <laughs> it's all over yeah you no. know so that's um i mean have you kind of I, um yeah what's your I've, I've, done, I've done i've done i've done some i've done six hours or so so i'm i'm mm. very early and the the barrier of entry is uh it, it's the it's the ice wall. the bar is high right yeah, yeah. You, you know the ice wall in game of thrones um, yes, that is the barrier of entry, and you can scale it. You can. Um, mm. I, I currently do not have the tools, so I'm just ah. chipping away at the bottom of. The... I don't. Have, I don't. I don't have the capacity. <laughs> I did. <not. laughs> it just, does it, doesn't have the capacity. Okay, um, but I've had some really yeah. good experiences there with some some cool people. So it's. Um, I think. I think that leads me to hunt as well. We'll see. We will mm. see. Yes, we shall see. Um. So. Talking of video games and gaming, what, what was the last game that you purchased? 
Or would it just be, just be seafood? Like you no, it would be Elden Ring. Yesterday. Oh, of course. Yesterday, of course. Elden Ring. I, what a silly, what a bad podcast to present <laughs> to God. He's, he's asking a question that was said like moments ago. God damn it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that was, yeah. and I was hovering over purchase for about a week. And I, I, mm. it, I, I just can't escape the hype. So I, so yeah. le- literally yesterday. What, 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 what I'm keen to to kind of hear what you think and yeah. i'm keen to kind of like um because like um, i mean i tend to sit with a um a friend called johnny and yeah. then we tend to kind of sit and and just play and in a call and we just play in tandem not necessarily together like yeah we'll hop in you. and out to each other's games if if need help but we'll just play it just in tandem and just talk so if you want to get involved with that then you're, oh, one, you're, wow. then you're more than welcome to. That's that's how I used um, to play all video games on 360 chat, and I don't know why I don't do it anymore. Yeah, that's... it's it's wonderful, right? You know, yeah. just kind of like you aren't really playing together, but you just you just you just chewing the fat, as as the as the people say. I don't know who says that anymore, but <laughs> uh, but I'm sure someone does. Sure ah, someone someone's, someone's somewhere in the world. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's um, let's move on to the more miscellaneous section yeah let's do it and because like i think that we've covered a lot of things here and this has been wonderful but i'm really keen to to figure out the answers to these questions so sure the first one that i was that i was wondering was um what is your gaming pet peeve i've been thinking about this a lot and mm. i don't get annoyed at much but what i do get annoyed at but. is, is <laughs> big but yeah yeah is gatekeeping is oh yes so to Those. stop uh, you can't Focus. play this because you don't know this and this and this and ah. Oh, it's just just play video games, enjoy it. So enjoy it. so we're talking like League of Legends, mm-hmm. uh, probably a bit of Overwatch from my experience, um, and yeah, that kind of. I guess general, that sort of yeah, like, leaks into sexism as well, right? Oh, and that's 100%. a whole other beast, which I, is just ridiculous. But you know, I wouldn't say that's a pet peeve. That's a that's that's a wild a animal of, of problem a, yeah mm. uh, it's, it's it, lo- it has no place an untamed um, line. but yeah so i think that no i agree with that you know in the fact that people they think they're on some stance that they can be like you can't play this game so like, well yeah. you aren't the judge jury and <laughs> executioner of this so please be quiet you i know, know it's like it's, it's just so so petty mm. um so yeah, yeah that 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 is that is definitely what what irritates okay. me okay and which game do you think that either now or before you are best at? I'm talking you're in an arena and you have to succeed in this game hmm. in order to save um, to save Erin's life. And this isn't foreshadowing. I'm not going to kidnap her <laughs> and be like, hey, play the game, play the game. But yeah, so what do you think is your um, the, the game that you are best at? I, it could yeah. be based on mechanics. It could be based on your knowledge. It could be anything. So, the game that I've been been best at is mm. is the Battlefield series. Um, okay. I think Battlefield mm-hmm. Three, Battlefield Four, um, and e- well, even now, if if I'm not top two, top three of the leaderboard, I've I've had an off game. So really, I, I'm Ooh. I'm pretty consistently good at Battlefield. Um, what a gamer! Maybe not so much now, but mm. but Since you're an old man now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I feel yeah. And yeah, yeah, I think that's that's it. Medal of okay. Honor. Do you know when you used to get messages on Xbox Live 
that oh, were yeah. like, you're a hacker and I hate you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mm. measured my success by how many of those I got. And... That's a good one. That's a good one, that is. I like that. <laughs> and I got um, I got a lot of those on Medal of Honor, the, the, the reboot mm. Medal of Honor. And I actually got banned for a bit because too many people really? reported me. Oh and I never, I never cheated. I was just good. I was just Passive. good. Um, I, mean, so that... I, can't, I can't say that I've ever been banned for being that good. But then the whole the aggressive messages and the, and people getting really salty. That's definitely happened in Overwatch. Oh, yeah, um, of course. And also, um, more recently in, I could say Halo. I think Overwatch was the was the was a, an an obsession of mine for a long time, and the further that you go up on the rank scale, people are, are so quick to assume that you are aim locking your walls, yeah, soft aim bots, and whatever that may be. But then that was always yeah a pretty common one, and then um, a more recently Halo, again people are like ooh. How are you doing that, bro? You know, it's kind of that kind of the whimpery kind of tone that you'd expect from some people who can't just enjoy the game and accept that some people uh, might be a bit better than them, but, you know. Again, um, it's fragile, isn't it? It's... It, it is. It is. It, it, it's very fragile. And then going a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, how much, Kat, how much have you spent on microtransactions Yikes. in your gaming life? Right. Okay. So ballpark, rough figure, if you will. As a whole, um, mm. I, for until I was eighteen or nineteen or so, uh, I mm. refused to pay microtransactions. I never did it ever, okay. and I broke that when I started earning my own money and thought, actually, I'd like to support <laughs> games that I, I like. Adult money. Woo! Adult money. Yeah, yeah. play money. Um, yeah. So all in all, probably probably not quite up to sort of 500 600 pounds i'd say around mm. about there over the okay. course of the last sort of well years since i've been paying my own stuff there yeah that being well, said it, it, go on about I, I worked this out about 200 of which is mm. in the last two years Right. on Fortnite. <laughs> oh of course it, it all makes sense the puzzle, the, the puzzle has been completed yep. oh god i've got some cool skins gabbit hell got yeah some cool skins. are they in like are they like the like, the ones that are like collabs with big franchises exactly or... yeah okay um, all right and mm. uh yeah yeah i've spent a lot of money a lot of money well though i mean i mean in, i mean interestingly that isn't the the most that we've had so far. Oh, James. Um, James. So, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it like 2,000, you said? Yeah, about 2,000 pounds Two... burnt into my memory and, on FIFA, wasn't and, it? Yeah, and of all games, James, <laughs> what are you doing? James, James, you're a wonderful, wonderful man and a wonderful streamer, but 2,000 pounds on FIFA. Oh, jeez. Um, but yes, so that... Although that, that does put you, um, that does put you second though. I'll take second. James is top with two thousand. You're second, um, and then Chef is like thirty quid or something, right? Chef was thirty quid. Yeah, um, and, and he was embarrassed at that, wasn't he? At he was, yeah, like, like when he first said, it, I was, like, I was like, okay, just you know what, it's fine, just tell me. And then he was like, oh, like that's like a skin on Fortnite and like a weapon pack. <laughs> yeah, like. 
but that's that, that's you know what it. though that's i don't know it's kind of i don't really see it isn't a bad thing until it starts to affect gameplay and then I it agree. becomes a problem because that was the whole battlefield i mean battlefront problem sorry 100%. um but like you know people we love cosmetics and this is probably why um uh, nfts are so popular because we all love um the virtual things that we can never touch but yeah <laughs> but that's kind much. of because like it's more like i'm gonna buy this skin not not for not for any reason but i want to show other people what i have yeah and they must uh, and they must respect me for They'll it. be jealous and i will have more but, but as we know better skins they um you do more damage yeah, 100%. you can move faster yep. you can jump higher you are better in conversation you're better in bed <laughs> there's, there's, there's all kinds of benefits of buying yeah. skins and yeah you know so and that is backed up by science but don't check that please no no don't fact check please no 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 um okay do you um cat watch any esports or have mm. you ever watched any any esports so it's not really caught me that much however mm. in my rainbow six siege period where mm. i played that a lot um sorry to hear that uh, yeah i know i know I'm, I'm over it i'm over it um <laughs> <laughs> but when i was when i was going when i was going through that um I watched I watched quite a lot of esports of Siege and mm. that is that is intense. Um, not enough that I know any teams or anything like that. I just turned it on while the World Cup was going on, and mm-hmm. I I liked it, and I wasn't sucked in enough. The only things that I know are Fabian and Penguin. Oh, that's that. Yeah, see, this is the thing the slightly beyond my knowledge. Players, anyway. I think, or maybe used to be players, but then um there's see just the thing is okay okay let's go over there okay the thing is Kat, the thing is with siege just 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 between me and you cat yeah the thing is with siege it's very upsetting to me <laughs> how you can start the round you can you, you can scout the area and find out where the hostage is and you can make a perfect entrance and someone sat crouched contorted can yep. shoot you through a bin from across the room yeah you know the lines of sight that, that really does not uh i've never played inspire yeah you know i never went really ranked on mm. on siege i only ever played casual and i think that saved me because i've had really good experiences messing around with the other team that's also there just to have fun and mm. we i've i've had a dance party with the full the all 10 players and okay. uh, it, yeah. it, it it was it was so wholesome and wonderful and mm. i unlocked the ability to go ranked and went nah you know what <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what it's fine because like i mean have you ever played like a ranked game mode extensively on any game or yeah. do, you, do you tend to always go towards pubs and like, uh, i tend to know. i tend to do it to to enjoy it um mm-hmm. that being said uh halo reach uh, I mm. was I was part of the old school MLG circuit, and oh hello we, hello hello we, played, okay. we yeah we we did that um, and the the squad that we had was pretty inconsistent. Nutty. Well, oh, okay, yeah. no mind. Okay. It, 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 no, it it, it never t- turned into anything. But uh, I I did do some ranked with Halo. Um, that was fun, and it was mm-hmm. still fun. And I think that's the thing that personally I would struggle with is going into 
going into a ranked playlist, I think I'd stop having as much fun. I mean, I don't know. yeah, that's... I mean, coming back to Overwatch, that that's sort of the reason why I don't really play it anymore. <laughs> because there was, you know, we're talking, you know, like thousands of hours total. Yeah. And getting... Um, obviously, with Clickplay, there isn't a, you know, a loss. There isn't really a, um, a downside to losing other than your pride. Sure. <laughs> but I guess, but then in ranked, we're like a 6v6 that is so dependent on each other. If one person isn't doing what they should or isn't, you know, playing to a certain level, it's almost an insta-lose. Oh, and, yeah. and having your, like, the rank that's sort of dictated by other people it is quite you know is quite bad especially um in the mid in the mid section of the rank system but then even because the the highest that i got to was 4.2k which was grandmaster just kind of like for like oh. um, a couple of hundreds sr short of being top 500 Ooh. and and even the higher up that you go, the the toxicity does sort of because people have generally have an idea about what they should be doing, so that side of it goes. But then ultimately, the skill ceiling goes up. So if you're playing the, the 6v6 and everything um, is evenly matched, but their support line is better than yours, you lose. Yeah, you know, and it's difficult to. To not let that, that affect you like you know if you go like three four games in a row when you've lost through no no you know uh no um, um, a major reason of your own but it's been heavily influenced by yeah. other factors that you can't control that's got to be hard um, to because swallow. people yeah because people don't like being told how to play uh -huh. so it's that's you know that kind of paradox there but then I guess that's the beast of rank now, right? And that's the beast of like a rank system. But yeah, I don't really play it anymore. Um, well I do think about it a little bit, maybe just playing it in quick play. But I still think um, if I did play it again, I know that the um, the fire would ignite in me again. I'd be like, you know what? I can take on the world. I can do all this. I can do all that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I get I get the... Um, there definitely plays for each. Um, but I guess people you know there are some people that want to play um valorant um every day for hours ranked that's fine that's their prerogative but also people want to play things more casually and not have to worry about like you know rank system or whatever though so each to their own right each to their each own, to their 100%. own. Mm. okay then so now this is the portion that i um i really like okay <laughs> um and as you know and at the end or towards the end of each podcast, I um, ask the, the wonderful guest about tell me if a game or a franchise that I really like. James chose DBD, um, Chef chose Smite, and you, Kat, have chosen the Battlefield franchise as your uh, favorite game or game you've played the most. Yep. <laughs> yep, which surely... Uh-oh. Surely there's a correlation between if they've played this game for so long, they must know everything about these games inside and out, right? 100%. There's no way <laughs> yes. that I do not know everything mm. there is to do 
about Battlefield. So I have three, four, I have seven questions. Uh-huh. The first three are sort of in a bundle. And the, and the first um, the first section is very very simple. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a map, okay? Uh huh. And you have to tell me which game there were. Now now there's a lot of crossover here, but which which game they were kind of popularized by? Originally okay? in. Okay. Okay. So the first one is uh, Saint Quentin Scar. Saint Quentin Scar. That's, that has got to be Battlefield 1. Is that your final answer, Kat? Uh, yes. Uh. Are you sure? No. You should be. That is correct. Oh. Yes. Oh, goodness okay. gracious. Two more to go. Uh. Two okay. more to go. Honestly, it's fair. I should probably put this first because it's an easy one. Siege of Shanghai. Siege of Shanghai, part of the China mm -hmm. right? No, Siege of Shanghai. Oh, I got the other one. Battlefield Four. I thought that there was the Battlefield Three, um, China Rising DLC. No, no, no. That is Final Battlefield answer? Four. Battlefield Four. Are you gonna lock it in? Uh, click clunk. <laughs> click clunk. <laughs> Correct. It is Battlefield Four. Yay! <laughs> and then the third one, and Karg Island. I do not. Karg Island, Karg Island. K H A R G. I could be I could be pronouncing it wrong. K H A R G. Karg Island. Island. Mm. I don't recognize it in Battlefield 3. It doesn't sound okay. it doesn't sound Battlefield 1e. Mm. Uh, by process of elimination, Battlefield 4. Unfortunately, it wasn't a oh. clean sweep. That was Battlefield 3. Battlefield Apparently, 3. According, to the, no. according to the wiki, okay. though, that could be wrong because but I've just gone off, you know, the um, the wiki that I, that, I, that I found. But you know what? Two out of three. That's pretty I'll good. I'll take it. And, I'll take it. Um, so that's the so that was like a map part, whereas these are sort of individual questions. No. OK, so. Cats. What year? Did Battlefield 3 come out? What year did Battlefield 3 come out? Mm. Um, mm. I'm yeah. going for... I don't think we broke... Oh no, it was the same... You got... Okay, so in the Medal of Honor, you mm -hmm. got the, the Battlefield 3 beta when mm -hmm. you bought the deluxe edition of Medal of Honor. Which means it's mm -hmm. after that. I've I got a pretty. calculation here. Ah! I love calculation. So, so, uh, uh, I'm going to have to push for an answer. Uh, 20. 20. Oh, 2011. I'm wrong. I think it's before that. 2011, with... final answer. Let's just get it wrong. Let's go. Kick clunk. Lock it in. Kick clunk. The year that Battlefield 3 came out. Was 2011! Woo! Yay! Let's go! <laughs> okay. The level of calculation then was very, very impressive. Like, well, according to the, um, the rotation of Mars in the in the, in the the solar calendar, this, this means that it came out here. Very nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Okay. That was good. Um, you have two more to go. Okay. All right. So, in the Battlefield 4 campaign, how is... Your 
progress in the missions measured? Is it bronze, silver, and gold medals? A first, second, and third place? Or a recruit, sergeant, and general? Oh, that's a very good question. Mm. Um, because I think the Battlefield single players are underrated. And even then, I can't remember that. I think they used gold, silver, and bronze in battle packs. So it would be weird for them to use it in both. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going the 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 uh, army ranks. So sergeant. The the, the option C. Ranks. Option C. Mm. Is that your your final answer? You know what? Kaklunk. The way that campaign missions in Battlefield Four were measured. Was bronze, silver, and gold medals? Why did they do it for both battle packs? And Uh, okay, all right. I guess it. I guess it's a correlation there, right? So it's it's like okay. Now this one, I think, is there's a little bit more space here, right? Because it isn't really specifically one answer. But could you please? So in Battlefield Three, yep. Particularly in the multiplayer, do you remember? The specializations or the perks. Um, so yeah, on your, speaking. So, so on your soldier, you could only yeah. have you know um, um, one of a selection of things to give you a boost in a certain area. Yeah. Oh. You, oh wow. Could okay, you? Yeah. Could you name? I did put three originally, but let's go five. Could, could you name five of them? Okay. Um. I remember this because I always was confused why they didn't matter more. Mm. Um, so these are these are specializations. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we've got. I remember what they do, but I can't remember that. Oh wait, it's what they do, right? Is Co- that kind of yeah? Okay, so there well, was. They have a name though, and that correlates to the effect that they give. So Battlefield 3 was very infamous for its um, being under fire. What do they call it? They called it mm. a suppression mechanic. So okay. you know I, what? Let's make it free. Okay, thank you. Five's a bit five more, but make it free. So, so that, that, that's one answer. So suppression, that was one. Mm-hmm. Um, there was... There was obviously ones that you had more gear that you took out with you. Mm-hmm. So I can't remember what it's called, though. So we're just going to go equipment. I oh, know that's that's that. I I okay. actually think I actually think okay. Um, so suppression. There was a sprint mechanic as well. You could sprint more. Okay, that was your three. Yeah, why not? That's about as good gonna, as it's going to get. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, one of them is wrong. Hey! I'll take, I'll take but, one being wrong. <laughs> but, but can you get the clean sweep, though? Can you identify and then swap out the one that is wrong, is what I'm saying? So the one that's wrong, I'm pretty confident, is going to be the... Oh, no, because then I could swap out one that might be right and then go for one mm. for three. Oh, you cheeky monkey. You cheeky monkey. Uh, okay. 
But by deal or don't no deal logic, it's always better to swap. So we're yes. going to swap the ammo. <laughs> oh no. We're gonna swap the ammo. So the readiness there. And we're gonna swap that for there was a sniper ability you could hold your breath down for longer. Uh-huh. So let's I, I, I can't remember what it's called though. Um mm. No, you know what? No, no. Deal don't deal or no deal be damned. I'm not going to swap. Those those three. Those three. <laughs> so, what are so what are three, sorry? So, so the three is suppression, um ammo readiness and um uh, sprint. So, being able to sprint longer. Those three answers are correct. Woo! Oh, you cheeky. Let's go. Cheeky. So, we have the um, the ones that I found on the wiki were sprint, yeah, and um, and um, and um, ammo, flak, explode, cover, suppress, suppression, and frag. Right. Those were the ones that I saw. Nice, but nice. you know what? All in all, I think that 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 shows pretty comprehensive uh, franchise knowledge, and I don't think anyone can be upset w w with you about that. No, you know? I, I, I well. We'll find someone. We'll find someone. Well, That'll be my task. We'll find someone. So, yeah, there was someone being like, actually, I think you'll find that <laughs> it isn't flak. That was in that previous game. Yeah. You know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll get one of those. But we'll you know what? We'll fight them That's... together, Gambit. Yes. Holding hands and we'll, um, and there's nothing that, that we can't overcome together. And that's the important thing. That is the important thing. But you know what? I think all in all, you know, it's been great to, um, to not only get a little bit more about you and obviously kind of it's been great to hear hear your sage uh, words of wisdom yeah and to obviously for us to have a talk about our you know our our experiences and how they can help other people but i'm gonna shut up for a couple of minutes yeah and 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 if you'd like i want to give you the opportunity to just um tell the wonderful people uh, where they can find you on what platforms they can do so under what usernames and yada 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 and then we can we can um, wrap things up. Absolutely. So I'll be quiet. Yeah. So I am a underscore cat in a box or a cat in a box. Uh, you'll you'll find that username. I'm there on Twitter. I'm there on Twitch. Uh, I'm the same on TikTok. And uh, uh, it took me a while to understand that being consistent in usernames across the different um, across the different socials was actually quite important uh but mm. i focus mainly on twitch um the we will see some more content coming to youtube same username a underscore cat in a box you can find me there as well but if if you can do one thing give me a little give me a cheeky little follow on on twitch say hi and make my day Wonderful, and I'll make sure that all your links are everything that you've just mentioned. I'll put in the uh, in the description so people can obviously can, can hop on across um, to your stream, say hello, and all of those wholesome wholesome chungus things. Uh, how do you feel? Uh, how do you feel that went? Are you okay? Do you I'm... feel we're nice little chit chat? Ah, oh, it was great. It was great to talk. It was to great, you in right? Real time. It was, nice. in actually... it was fun. Yeah. Because um, yeah, because um, I did have my suspicions that you were a YouTuber, but. <laughs> yeah. uh, but this has proved that at least the voice is real. The voice is it's real. It's still to be confirmed whether it isn't some like elaborate kind of simulation and you actually aren't um, some 
busty Filipinan. Philip just slowly um, busty from everyone. the Philippines, yeah. just kind of yeah, like catfishing their way. Um, because with a beard like that, it's honestly hard to <laughs> it's hard to say no. I'm never so. I'm never going to I'm never <laughs> going to confirm or deny that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that'll be a just a, a cold statement and shall remain <laughs> and shall remain as such but thank you and thank you Kat for, uh, for coming on thank you for sharing um, sharing some of your time with us uh, for those who don't know um, I'm also um, I'm a streamer also myself and you can find me on um, on Twitch TikTok um, Twitter and obviously the podcast through here uh, um, LD Gambit we play a lot of uh, single player sci-fi fantasy games with a sprinkle of horror in between uh, thank you for joining us, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye! Bye! -bye. Bye.